All right, welcome back to another episode of Joel's Mind. Uh, today we got a very special guest. Um, it's an honor and a privilege to have this guy on my show and uh, has a lot of great insight, a lot of wisdom on being a better version of you. And uh, yeah, so no, with further ado, I'm going to introduce my best friend, Daniel Unique Solara. Hey, what's good, everybody? Um, I'm really happy to be here, bro. I'm very proud of you, of you, man, for this setup. Like I said, I yeah, mentioned you, earlier, uh, this is the first time I'm playing with this, and I'm like, man, this is this is a really just setup, honestly. So, proud of you, man. This is awesome. It's hey, awesome, thanks. man. I just want to say that your platform, uh, it's it's dope, bro. Like what you bring to the table is sick. You bring some genuine quality content, and uh, you deserve a lot more views. So I hope you get them, man. Hey, this, I, is, this is a dope platform. I, I appreciate say. that, bro. I appreciate. And I see that. a bright future. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. Hey, thank you. I will, man. I definitely can. I can keep doing that, and you know, we're shooting for the moon. Absolutely, positively, you know? man. You and I both, bro. You'll be. I'll be right there next to Joe Rogan, and sooner or later he'll be on my podcast. Yes, hopefully, sir. yes, sir. But all right, so um, yeah, man. Um, let's dive right into it. Thank you for the Zoa, by the way, man. Oh, yeah. For the, yeah. For the Zoa. Are you liking it? It's pretty good. Shout out to The Rock. Shout out to The Rock for show. Dwayne. Uh, Keeping it true out there. Yeah, I needed some energy, and this is actually the first time I try this, so it's pretty good. It's pretty It's pretty, It's pretty. pretty good. I, I do like it. I mean, you try the other flavors, but it's good. Have you seen his, have you seen, you follow him on Instagram? I do. Have you seen his workout regime, like what he's been doing? Uh, dude, he looks like in really good shape man like he looks sub eight seven percent body fat and yeah. like he just looks he has that bodybuilder look when your like face is shriveled in and your cheekbones are sticking out like mm. he has that small looking bodybuilding face because he's just so lean and shredded but he's huge yeah you know he's in really great shape for his age man he looks amazing right he's a monster so i've been i mean i've i've you know i'm a big fan of him i've been following him for some time but like he is um shooting um black adam right yeah so right. yeah he was like his whole motivation behind that is he's trying to record a movie without having doing any hero costume like makeup muscle addition like so everything is just him it's just going to be him in his skin with his little costume on so that's crazy and he looks insane like i've seen his most recent upload and like his veins about to break out of his skin. Yeah. It's just, he's just so, like I said, so lean, so shredded, man. And I seen the foods that he eats. Like he eats a very strict diet. Yeah. So I, I obviously know what the hell that's like, and I commend yeah. and uh, I commend that shit, man. He's he's doing an awesome job, and I think his movie's gonna be sick just for that aspect alone. Even if the movie sucks, yeah. Uh, you gotta you gotta appreciate and respect the fact that it, you know what he's doing. Yeah, straight so. up. Yeah, I mean he's he's really bringing it, man, and he's fifty some. You know what I mean? He's been. He's been excelling, Absolutely. you know. I remember, like, looking at him now, bro. Like, if I, if he had the body and physique that he did right now when he did back in the WWE when he first started, like, he just would blow everyone out of the water. You know what I mean? Yeah, in the WWE, he was soft. Like, not he wasn't soft. Like, but, he was obviously whooping ass. Like, his physique was very soft. Yeah. Very fluffy. Like, he had a he kind of had a belly. Yeah, right? yeah, Compared yeah. Compared to he now. Was, yeah, he was very fluffy and soft and, yeah. Yeah, he definitely he's tearing it up bro like at 50 years old like i'm hoping i'm looking back and what i look right now is definitely not what i'm going to be looking like honestly then. i always refer back to to the rock and uh how the way he looks at 50 years old i'm like that's goals you yeah know, that's goals um now is it all natural per se 
uh absolutely not you know yeah. but that's just a different story at the end of the day you know the guy still takes care of his body and takes care yeah. of himself so yeah um, true true i yeah i could see that being uh yeah i could i could definitely see that being the case with him yeah, unfortunately so, i mean i don't like to control i don't like to compare myself too much to that at 50 years old because he's obviously taking other things that help contribute to the way how he looks today nowadays because a 50 year old looking like that nowadays is unless you have super godlike genetics which he does yeah um but obviously there's got to be some other supplements something yeah i mean which is okay like at the end of the day i don't care about people the what people take you know whatever you know it's, you know it's, it helps his career you know like he's yeah. his body's making him money um so yeah he absolutely this is what he needs to do he mm -hmm. needs to do and of course obviously he can't just come out and be like oh i'm taking this this and this i mean yeah, like i mean if you if you do like you it's gonna it's, it's gonna tarnish your image yeah so. and he has like fans all over the world and all different ages you Absolutely. know what i mean so like i could see him being like what kind of look am i giving to these kids out there you yeah. know like respectfully so but i mean i wonder if you'll ever talk about it someday you know what i mean i hope he does man like yeah, that, yeah i hope he does uh you know the i think i think it's very necessary mm -hmm. you know rather than just being like i work really really hard to achieve this body um so i i really does do hope he comes out with it uh in a way that you know he still comes off professional and doesn't let his fans down yeah so. yeah definitely well shout out to the rock <laughs> yeah, i still rock with him man he's, yeah. he's dope he's awesome he's a huge motivation and i absolutely love his movies and i obviously love his wwe career man yeah. i'm a huge fan of his wwe career like i fuck with the wwe Where especially back in the day when do you watch you watch when he i didn't watch a whole lot of it when he was like actually like in his prime in the wwe yeah uh, but I like seeing all the highlights and stuff, and like even when I would skim through the channels and I'd see him, yeah. like it was just you can just tell like he had all the swag, like the WWE. Yeah, he, he pulled was... all the weight for the WWE. It was all him and yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, him and Stone Cold. They had a, the sickest rivalry out there. Yeah, yeah. They I pulled say. all the weight for the WWE during. Or I, I should say WWF. WWF. Yeah, yeah. that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was you can just tell, you yeah. know. And looking back at their highlights, it's just like you, you know, it's crazy. I've like the more the more that i've seen about him like when he first started off he he didn't the, like the relationship he has with his audience and the fans in the wwe wwf it first started off them not liking him and he talks about how he he, he didn't like his persona because he basically had to follow the chain of command and they first named him rocky uh Montevira or something mm -hmm. like that and the reason why they did that um was because rocky his dad um was named rocky and then his grandfather was his name was monavir or something like that i'm pronouncing it right but anyway so they basically combined them two to make rock and right. he didn't like it he said the fans booed him all the time he didn't like the energy he's like I, it was very discouraging he's like you know i just the people didn't like me and he's like and i didn't like me either because i wasn't being me mm -hmm. and then he came out with the persona the rock and he had, he talks about it how he basically looked at everyone he's like i remember it he's like i was getting booed and he's like i remember i was i looked the fans in the eyes and i told them like no 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 or they're saying you suck and he's like um he basically just said he's like he's like you're not gonna you're not gonna say i suck anymore and he's like and then he came out with the rock and then everyone fell in love with him after that and he's like i wanted to be myself and he talks about how he the fans fell in love with him because he finally was being himself 
and I I believe it because yeah, dude, he steamrolled through the WWF, the WWE as as a champion, as the highlight, the entertainment. What I was gonna ask you was, did you watch when he uh, at WrestleMania when he went up against John Cena? I mean, I didn't pay for that WrestleMania, but I, I saw the highlights for sure. Yeah, I was yeah. watching at the time. Yeah, 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 damn right, that was sick. Yeah, so it just it's crazy because I I had seen a, re- a video recently about how. John like that feud between him and John Cena was like it wasn't all of it wasn't scripted like it was actually real and John Cena was speaking at like some event and he was talking about how he was really upset with The Rock because he was leaving the WWE to pursue his acting career and he talks about how John Cena was like he's like I was being selfish he was like I was looking at my rock he's like I didn't want my rock to leave the WWE universe to go pursue other things which honestly made a really good fucking feud between the two you know what i mean like it just i didn't know that was going on i just knew like they were talking smack a lot and i know one of the things the rock had dissed john cena on was like you know you wish you could be me like you wish you could do what i'm doing and that i mean back then john cena was doing movies too and he was also the face of the wwe Mm -hmm. at the time so Mm Seeing those two guys battle it out, dude, that it was, was pretty. It was pretty dope. It was a battle. I mean, John Cena was like the modern day Rock. No disrespect to the Rock, I, I still yeah. think the Rock was still bigger. Yeah, yeah. But John Cena was the modern day Rock. Yeah, he definitely. And then was. the Rock actually comes in, steps in. And you're like, holy shit! It's uh, this clash of two titans. And yeah, you're like, really. Damn, this is about to be sick. And, and it was sick. And it was, bro. It, it was. It was cool, man. I I enjoyed it. I was I was wet watching it. You know what I mean? I love John Cena too. Like growing up watching him. When he came in as the chain gang and everything, hustle, loyalty, and respect, I was all for it, bro. And, you know, like, I mean, he turned into what he is now, which I'm not sure where he's at in the WWE. I don't think he's even in the WWE anymore. I mean, I'm sure he's going to do what The Rock did and come back, you know, at some point and get everyone back into it. But, uh, yeah, man, it's just crazy. They're that I don't know if it was the first time because they, they wrestled twice. At WrestleMania, two different – or the back-to-back. I just don't remember which ones, but um, one of the uh, those matches, The Rock tore one of his, like, I think it was his kneecap or something, or something in his leg. He tore it, dude, and um, they, there's, like, like, I mean, everything is to some degree staged, you know, and so, like, they have a code word that allows them to basically just tap out. Like, if there's something wrong, if someone's injured, like, they basically throw up a sign, and then they stop the match, and... That's one, that's one of the things Rock talks about is how he's he had he had a choice. He's you know either he's like and they had forty five minutes left in that whole match, so he's like, do I stick it out and give the fans what they want and just you know battle it out you know last till forty five minutes, or do I you know give up the signal and tap out? Right. And so and he, you know he he chose the latter. He ended up being in there for forty five minutes with a, a torn leg or torn. Same man. Yeah, dude. You know, so like it. Yeah, I, that's why you know I got a lot of respect for him. You yeah, that's I mean? the people's champ right there, man. He is, that's man. And so, yeah, it was cool, man. Shout out to the WWE Universe yeah, yeah. doing that. You know, I, re- I wonder how much Mr. McMahon is part of that. Like, I know he's like the CEO in terms of the public eye, but I wonder how much he really is the CEO, you know what I mean? Or if he's playing his part. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, but he... Yeah, if I yeah. Can. He, he's a CEO. I'm pretty sure he's uh he's doing well. Yeah, he's doing yeah yeah for real. Pretty sure he's doing well running the whole entertainment. I mean that Industry. that shit has not stopped even no, with the dude. pandemic. No, that yeah. shit has not skipped a beat. Uh, uh-uh. I it's funny. I was watching SmackDown like last month, and 
yeah, the everything's the same. The moves are the same. Everything's the same. People yeah. are different, but the, the moves are the same, and it's funny, but it's also like I already know what's gonna happen next, you yeah. know. But of course, but. you know, one day, you know, I'm sure when I ever have blessed with some children, it'd be cool to for them to grow up with that. Yeah, hopefully the like wrestlers are cool. They're not some dweebs. Yeah, huh? Like I think that whole attitude or that the whole attitude, that whole era with like The Rock. Stone that Cold, sick, man. That's like, they call iconic. It, they call that the attitude era. Right. That's where, like, and that's where everyone was a bad motherfucker. You know what I mean? Right. Stone Cold was drinking beer on the ropes. You know, JBL was coming out talking shit. Like, you know, Eddie Guerrero was oh. out here. You know, rest in peace. yeah, rest in peace. You know, I lie, I see, I chill. Like, dude, it just there was a lot of attitude in that area, like that in that era. Like, it just it you know, I think it definitely influenced. I think the culture during that time. And yeah, nowadays it's you know it's 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 not the same. No, but not at all. But these, these poor kids, they don't know what greatness is. Yeah, unfortunately, in the WWE world. Yeah, no, unfortunately, no, man. But like I said, hopefully the wrestlers are cool. Late in the yeah, future. I don't even know who the WWE champ is right now. Uh no, I don't really pay a lot of attention anymore. Yeah, no, nah, not at all. Yeah, I know well, Randy Orton's still wrestling. So oh yeah, he's the, still wrestling. The but killer. I mean, yeah, the legend killer, oh, the, Mr. RKO himself, but. That's about all. That's about all I know. And I think edges too. It's like, well, shit. Oh yeah, I think these guys. These guys are savages. He man. came back, huh? Yeah, these guys are some savages. Did you ever watch TNA Impact? You ever heard? You ever heard I did. That? I did hear TNA. That's where Kurt Angle. Uh, yeah, that's was right. bouncing back and forth from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which their their ring was cool. Their ring was like an octagon, it almost looked like the UFC arena. You know what I mean? But with ropes. Right, right. And uh, TNA Impact was it was pretty dope. They had uh, uh, what's his name? It was like Joe joe samoa or something like that mm -hmm. he was pretty cool sting was on there i don't know if you remember sting i do but sting was on tna impact and there's there was a couple other like legendary dudes on there aj styles um i think booker t went back on hmm. tna he he showed up on tna and but i think he's back i mean i last time i was watching it, he was back on the wwe so it's interesting to see all these wrestler communities like different television shows like how like you think they're gone but they're doing some they're just working somewhere else right 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 absolutely but, but speaking of hard work dedication <laughs> man that was Dillon. a tangent i digress we uh, digress yeah we do we damn um uh, so um recently man you competed in your first show uh you took you know the last 10 years of hard work dedication you stepped on the stage for the very first time Please let us know how that experience was for you. So, yeah, I mean, I've been training since, you know, for like about 10 plus years now. I started training my sophomore year of high school through sports. Now, that's when I started training. That's when I started picking up, like legit picking up weights. Like I picked up my first weight when I was, I bench pressed for the first time when I was a 10th grader. Oh, yeah. And I was super insecure about the gym, super insecure about my image. I was a scrawny little 6'1". I was 6'1". So like I've been 6'1". What, since, what since sports did you play? Uh, I played basketball and I ran track and I was oh, too okay. insecure about playing football because I was too scrawny because I, I thought that uh, I would get murdered out there. I, you'd be surprised, man. I, I know. I know. That's the thing. That's the I thing. mean, like you'd be surprised. You probably wouldn't. But yeah, I, the thing is, I, I joined it. late in my senior year oh, and yeah. I just I just didn't feel like it was my thing anymore. Yeah. I just Yeah, I was just too late at that point. Uh, but I never joined because I was again, I was insecure about myself, my body. Um, I felt like I would have snapped in half, to be honest. Because yeah. um, it's crazy. If you see an old picture of me, uh, when before I started lifting, I was 
super skinny, man. I was I was a twig. I can contest to I that. Was, I've seen that photo. Yeah, I was damn near a twig, man. And uh, if, I remember if you're always watching, watching this on YouTube. These uh, these microphone holders. That's that's as thick as Daniel was. Honestly, man, uh, it was crazy. And people would always let me know, like, "Damn, man, you're skinny. Do you eat?" And I'd be like, "I don't know. I'd be insecure about that, you yeah. know." Anyways, I'd always walk by the gym. Uh, and I'd hear loud music, and I'd hear weights clanging and banging and people shouting, screaming, lifting heavy weight. And I'm just like, damn, uh, that's too much for me. You know, I was super anxious about setting foot, for, uh, setting foot in a gym uh, until I finally did it through basketball. You know, they had we had to record our max like bench, our max uh, squat, our max deadlift. So I actually had to do it. And that kind of broke, that kind of, I guess, gave me a gateway towards lifting. Um it wasn't until after basketball season when I really started going in there, um, just wanting to go in there and actually build some freaking muscle. And yeah. that's when that started happening. Uh, then my junior year came around. That's when I started getting stronger, significantly stronger than you know my past years. And that's when I started falling in love with uh, just gaining strength. It wasn't necessarily building muscle, but just gaining strength. I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to get bigger. I was... Uh, and I was falling in love with them, man. And then, so I kept training junior year, did more basketball, you know, kept training senior year. And then after high school was when I was done with sports. So uh, that's when I had nothing else to fall back on other than training. Like the gym was still always there. Sports weren't there anymore, but the gym was. So I just kept training all the way through college, um, right? We went to the same uh, to the same school. That's where we fucking met, you know? Yeah, so, shout out Wildcats. Yeah, yeah, Central Washington University. So, you know, I kept training the entire five years that we were there. Um, it was class. It was gym. It was, you know, the last two, three years of my of my college career was uh, work. So it was just work, gym, class, um, and I just kept up with it. Now, it wasn't until after college, though, that I really started taking nutrition seriously because up until... Uh, before that point, I would just go in the gym. I do a bro split. For those that don't know what a bro split is, I do chest on Monday. I do uh, back on Tuesday. I do legs on Wednesday. Basically, just hit each muscle group or just one muscle group once a, once a week. Mm. Nowadays, it's more structured towards hitting each muscle group twice a week. Um, I'm in there six days a week, but I can also do a five-day split and still hit each muscle group twice a week. I just always make sure that I hit um, each muscle group twice a week nowadays versus me only hitting it once a week. But anyways, you know, back then, like I said, it was just a bro split. I just made sure I hit protein. I got my protein in. I eat a lot of chicken, not knowing how much chicken I consume. I just remember consuming a lot of chicken. I remember consuming a lot of protein shakes, you know, just getting my protein in, eating whatever, probably eating in a huge surplus. I gained excess body fat through that. You know, and I did that all through college. I put on a lot of weight. I put on a lot of strength. I put on a lot of size, which was great. But I never got the ultimate uh, physique or look that I was actually, uh, you know, shooting for. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until after college that I really started picking up on diet and nutrition and training, uh, doing all that stuff. And kind of just learning it like the back of my hand, pretty much, you know, got me up to this point. Um, and then... So yeah, I've been dieting and training properly now for the past three and a half years since I started learning. So I've been, you know, that's where I've seen the most significant change in my physique and my progress and everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it wasn't until last December, so we're in June now, it wasn't until December of 2020 that I'm like, hell, you know what, man? I've been training like a bodybuilder. I've been counting my calories and protein intake and measuring my food like a bodybuilder. 
why not just compete why not you know i also had a great looking physique you know i'd look at myself yeah, in the do. mirror and i'd be like damn you know i'm i'm pretty big like holy crap like and i'd hit some poses here and there and i'm like I, I wonder what it'd be like for me to get shredded to the bone and display my physique that way you know in front of some judges and so once i set my mind that like hey you know what fuck it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go through prep i'm, I'm just gonna do this i'm gonna compete in 2021 i'm competing once i set my mind to that uh i just my mind just tapped in it just tapped in it was set once i set my once i set like my uh, a goal for myself i get after it i i'm tunnel vision straight towards it and that's exactly what happened when i um made that decision to uh, want to bodybuild or do a bodybuilding show in 2021 so as soon as that happened it was a wrap man yeah. uh it was a wrap i started uh training even harder not that not to say i don't train hard but i started training even hard every rep counted even more than before yeah. like every rep was towards that one goal to set foot on stage well anyways i started actually prepping for my first show in january and um it was a six month prep before my first show which was i mean that's a long time that is a long that's, time that's, that's a long. half a year yeah you know that's mean? a whole last yeah that's a whole last half year i almost forgot what not being on prep felt like honestly because it was so damn long yeah, um long so time. i mean not it was my first prep it was long as hell um it was grueling man it was fucking hard one of the most challenging things i've ever done uh was in prep but the funny thing is though i knew it was gonna be difficult like i knew it was gonna be challenging I knew that when I when I first set my mind to it, like this is gonna be hard, this is gonna be difficult. I understood. I saw it through other people and through what they've told me, through their experience. Uh, I kind of just took that and I knew what prep was like through reputation, through their reputation, through through what I learned through through uh, what they told me. Yeah. However, I never experienced it myself, but I was I had that little sort of preparation for it already. Yeah. But man, it was exactly everything what they told me and more. Yeah. Like if you are not prepared to go through prep, and you want to just one day get up and uh and and do a show, raise your expectations yeah. in terms of how difficult it's gonna be. Think of how difficult you think it's gonna be, then raise that expectation. That's yeah. how difficult it is. Um, and so yeah, man, I I went through my first uh prep. It was super difficult. At one point, I remember, um, I was nine weeks out from my show, and I remember coming home super tired i mean i'm in a calorie deficit the entire time right so when you're in a calorie deficit you slowly lose body fat the more body fat you lose the more the less energy your body has to rely on um to train to do your daily activities to do everything right so yeah. the longer you're in a calorie deficit the more body fat you burn and like i said uh, i was nine weeks out i came home from the gym it was also i had i usually always go from work straight from work to the gym i train do my things then come home shower then i eat dinner right yeah so i remember coming home that day nine weeks out and uh i jumped in the shower and i remember being super tired and super hungry to the point where i got in my own head you know i got in my own head and i was like how the hell am i feeling this tired and this hungry nine weeks out like i still had nine weeks of this shit yeah and so i remember just like leaning on the shower wall while the water's hitting me tired trying to catch my breath and thinking like can i do this can i pull this off like i i i got a coach um i i've told some of my good friends that i'm doing this some friends that i've already competed in you know i've told you know you guys my friends that i'm going to do this yeah. i've told some other good friends of mine that also Shout compete homies yeah i told them that hey you know what i'm gonna do this i'm ready for it 
they gave me they gave word about their coach and i you know i i got their coach you know i, I recruited uh, their coach which shout out to my coach cliff man he's awesome he did an awesome job by the way man he, yeah. he brought a fucking sick package to that stage and he did a really good job uh getting to know my physique and really just setting me up for that for that debut man he did an awesome job looking forward to working with him again but uh anyways back to the story i remember being nine weeks out super tired and i'm like can i do this um and uh it was tough because I've already put pressure on myself. So I was battling back and forth. Like if I quit, I let a lot of people down. I let my coach down. He's going to be exactly right when he says a lot of people recruit me, but then give up because they don't really realize how hard this is. So mm -hmm. I was battling this constant thing like, uh, you know, if I quit, I'm going to be a failure. I'm not going to be successful. And I, I usually always pride myself in setting a goal and getting after it, like I said earlier, right? Yeah. And I was not going to let this one goal bring me down i was not going to give up like i've i've almost never given up on any goal if not ever um so i wasn't gonna let this bring me down but at the same time i'm also fighting this feeling of fatigue this feeling of hunger right and so this is and th this entire time i'm building up a lot of anxiety i'm stressing myself out anyways i end up showering and it's usually always and, and this isn't the first time i feel like this i feel like this a couple times but it's usually always i usually always uh make dinner i eat it and while i'm eating dinner i watch anime that always makes me feel good. Like yeah. after the dinner and after e e uh, watching anime, I feel good. I'm ready to go to bed, crash out, boom, done. But this, this time, as I was eating dinner, I couldn't get it off my mind. As I was watching anime, I couldn't focus on, on the anime in front of me. Which, by the way, I was watching Hunter x Hunter. So shout yeah. out to that. That shit. That shit's fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That shit's fire. <laughs> that shit. It was. It's a good episode. It's a good. It's a good anime. Yeah, it's a good anime. It's a great anime. I fell in love with it. But I couldn't focus on on the episode in front of me as i was eating and everything and and this this was just this was just one day this is like this, this is, is just one day this, this is, is just time. that same night this yeah. is that same night that i came home nine weeks out tired all that okay. it's that same night um so so i finish my dinner right i get up i start washing the dishes and i'm still thinking about this like damn can i do this can i pull this off and i'm at this point i'm no longer hungry because I, I just fed myself but i'm still tired i'm still kind of tired um at this point, my anxiety has caught up to me. I felt light on my feet. I felt super stressed out to the point where I could feel the stress. Like, I could feel it in my head. Like, this sh that's how stressed I was. And I'm like, shit, dude, I need to do something about this. Um, and then what I ended up doing was I ended up going to my room. And I'm a firm believer and a huge advocate for meditation. Yep. And, yep, meditation, oh, yeah. inhaling, exhaling. Um, Those wonders, I tell you what. Absolutely positively man because this is crazy right here what i'm about to say is crazy uh i sat down on my on my desk chair practically shaking man like i remember my hands practically shaking i was damn near having a panic attack at this point yeah right um and i remember sitting down and opening up my headspace app because that's the app that i use for guided meditation and uh i started uh doing guided meditation i did it for 30 minutes or so you know, really starting to uh, get into it. And uh, as I started getting more and more into it, um, I turned off the guided meditation and I put on my own meditation music, which I listen to meditation music on the regular, you know. Yeah. I, I it, it chills me out. I love it. I, I really like just listening to it. Anyways, I put on my own meditation music um, and it was a very wavy uh, meditation, I guess, song that I put on. I don't know, meditation sound that I put on. Very yeah. wavy. And I continued to meditate without the guided meditation anymore. And at this point, I was fully locked into my meditation. Like, I didn't want to stop meditating. It just felt, 
I felt at peace at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at this point, when I'm when I'm listening to the meditation and the wavy sounds, and I'm breathing in and out, I feel at peace the entire time. And this time, though, as I'm listening to the sounds, I <laughs> it's gonna sound crazy, but this is legit. As I'm breathing in, my my breathing it feels like it's one with the waves. So as I'm breathing in, it, I feel wavy, but yeah. a good type of wavy. As I breathe out, I feel a good type of wavy. I'm like one with the actual synthesizing sound that I'm listening to. That's and crazy. I remember, yeah, and I remember just being completely at peace. My body was still, my breathing was still. All I can think about was just me and my breathing. Like whatever was bothering me was no longer bothering me. And I remember at this time, I was also smiling from ear to ear, legit. As I had my eyes closed, like this entire time I had my eyes closed. Yeah. And I'm just breathing in and out, practicing meditation, right? And I'm smiling. I felt at peace. And I remember the only thing that was stuck in my head this entire time now was butterflies. And the wings on the butterflies were changing colors, uh, like a chameleon, kind of. Like oh, they were changing shit, to yeah. vibrant colors, like back and forth, back and forth, like a chameleon would. But they was just their wings. So like you... We're seeing this, or you? Like, I was in seeing this mind? in my head as I'm okay. as I'm as I'm uh, meditating. Okay. So yeah, so I'm just. It was a very peaceful moment. I'm seeing grass waving and stuff, and these butterflies, and I remember I'm like, holy crap! Like, and I was smiling again. Like I said, I was smiling this whole time. Yeah. And then I finally was done with meditating. You know, I, I was done. And keep in mind, when I sat down, I was damn near shaking. My hands were shaking. Like I was yeah. that anxious. By the time I caught up, so I open my eyes, I look at my hands, perfectly still. They're oh, good. Okay. They're perfectly still. That's fucking crazy. I get up and I look around my room and I'm like, Boner. what just happened? I'm <laughs> like, life. all I know was whatever was worrying me is no longer worrying me. And what it, what it, how I describe it is I transcended. Yeah, that that sounds like a transcendence. That I transcended completely. And basically the way I look at it is I was in this very stressed out uh position before the meditation. Yeah. I went into a deep meditation and I what it, what happened was I transcended, right? But I also built this freaking wall whatever and I am now existing on the other end of that wall. Okay. Uh and so whatever was bothering me, I built I built some kind of wall that is 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 very unbreakable whatever was was bothering me is not going to be able to break through this wall because i know that what i just experienced i'm able to do that and always fall back to that through meditation okay yeah basically at the end uh to sum this all up um i was no longer feeling anxious i went back i finished washing dishes i felt great i sat down watched anime i was able to enjoy the episode i felt great nothing could bother me at this point anymore um Hunger, I felt a little bit of hunger towards the end of that night. It didn't bother me. I felt at peace. Yeah. And then ever since that day, nine weeks out, never did I feel like that again. Okay. I never felt like that again. The way I felt when I was describing everything, this whole thing, this whole trauma, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like that ever again. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean shit got easier. Like, it continued to get hard. Prep continued to get hard. Like, as yeah. you near closer to the show and your calories drop and your energy continues to drop even more, you start to become more and more shitty. You know, you look amazing. You look great. You look sick, shredded to the bone. Yeah, you look good. You look like an anatomy chart, which is sick. <laughs> you know, to a lot of people, that's not cool, but that's what the judges want to see on stage. Yeah. You know, so it gets harder and harder, but never again did I fall back to that because I don't know, like I said, it, I built some kind of wall that I never let these demons enter anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird, man. And uh, 
I, I always, powerful. yeah, I always remembered, and I, I kept on, you know, using this technique because I always preached to myself, like, at the end of the day, man, like, what I was going through that day was my mind. Like, literally, it was all in my head. Yeah. And the mind is so freaking powerful if you allow it to control yourself. I mean, allow it to control you. And one of the things I always preach about is I want to master my own mind. I want to become yeah. a Jedi of my own mind. And uh, I know that tapping into that kind of uh, transcension or whatever you want to call it and practicing, you know, meditation and mastering these skills is going to allow that, you know, I'm going to be able to, to, to master my own mind. So I, I always practice meditation um, and I continue to do so to this day. Uh, it helps me with my anxiety, with my stress, with all that stuff, man. So it's, yeah. it's cool. And uh, anyways, yeah, man, my first prep experience, it went a little something like that. Something like that. It didn't get easier, you know, down the road, but I never again felt like that yeah. ever since that day and yeah man went through my peak week which peak week is the, the final week before stepping on stage it's when you pull all the fun foods because i am a very flexible dieter even when i'm dieting i eat i make sure i stay within my calorie deficit right yeah. obviously stick to the to the plan that my coach gave me um but the foods that i eat are very fun they're very delicious they're high yeah. in protein low in calorie all that good stuff get a lot obviously i got shredded to the bone off that but peak week is when you pull all that fun stuff you pull all the artificial sugars you pull all the protein bars you pull the low calorie wraps and you just go strictly old school bodybuilding chicken and rice potatoes oats you yeah. know stuff like that um but sure. i went through the peak week yeah, salt, you take salt in there or is it like salt is manipulated as well so yeah. we, I, I monitor my salt how much salt i'm, I'm taking i'm literally taking a take a teaspoon of salt and putting it in a bag and i'm using it freely over like the over uh over the day hmm. from that bag to 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 stay within that one teaspoon of salt to make sure that I'm not eating more than just that amount of sodium for the day. And I'm also also monitoring my water intake, all that stuff. So anyways, you got through. Wow, that's, that yeah. sounds very tedious. Like it, it is, man. But at this point, you're, you're one week out from the show. You're way too excited yeah. for it to suck. And it's at that point, it's like, this is very temporary. Like, I'm almost done. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel at this point. Like, this is all very temporary. And it's just exciting. The, yeah. the overall excitement takes over at this point. Yeah. So even though peak week sucks, it's super exciting. It's super fun because you're one week away. You look crazy at this point. Yeah. You're like finally just capitalizing on your physique. And then actual show day is when it's super fun. Because yeah. that's when you start bringing in the chocolate and you start carb actually start carbing up. Depending on your body, you start carbing up, you know, a couple of days prior, whatever. And the carb up is fun. Mm-hmm. You get to introduce all these carbs back into uh, your day. Um, and again, like I said, show day, you start eating chocolates and stuff and to the point where it's almost disgusting honestly (laughs) you eat chocolates and stuff but that's for the pump and all that but there's a whole science that goes to it i'm not the expert when it comes to peak week that's why i had uh my coach help me through it and he did an awesome job peaking me for both my shows so yeah that was dope that's awesome so to recap like so you you started your body you know you started in the gym when you were a sophomore junior in high school um something you learn how to you know, kind of overcome the fears of being in the gym, getting bigger. Yeah. You know, college came around, and I mean, you know, we did go to college, so I I did see how much bigger you got, and you gotten huge, like compared to when I met you, my freshman year, our freshman year, to when we were, you know, when we graduated. Yeah, you definitely stacked on a, a lot of good size, and so you went from there to very intuitively too. Like I said, I just yeah. lifted heavy, lifted hard, and ate and like ate, a madman. Yeah. I, I remember you having conversations with with friends of ours, you know, just eat big, get big, eat big. Yeah. And I remember those conversations. So, and now, so you went from, you know, 
going from that to going into the gym, um, being more structured, yeah, with your workouts, with your calories, um, my diet, now, nutrition, your, your diet, yep. and then you, you know, twenty twenty sounded like came around, and you wanted to challenge yourself to join a bodybuilding competition, and. Throughout that time, you definitely obviously went through an amazing transformation with your body and your physique, and definitely mentally. It sounds like you, you know, with your story, the story you shared, you transcended, which is absolutely. And with without any, sounds like no hallucinants or any no substances no, or nope. anything like that. So Straight meditation. That that's, that's awesome. So uh, yeah, I abstain from every anything that uh, I was drug free. You know, no weed, no alcohol, nothing for the whole prep. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's what, six months? Six months. Six months. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. And so you come to peak week, you know, you mm-hmm. do what you got to do for peak week and come, uh, you know, time to step on stage. How was that? How, how was going through this grueling process, you know, of the the six months and I mean, everything, everything up before that, when you stepped on the stage, how did that feel? Seeing the crowd, seeing the lights, it felt, being in your, in, in your, you know, your form. It felt amazing, man. If I just remember, well, at the time I was also kind of nervous. I was all tanned. My first show was in a, like a little speedo because <laughs> it was a bodybuilding show, you yeah. know. Um, and I wasn't even like, I had, I, I wasn't like nervous about stepping out on a freaking speedo or anything. I was more so nervous about hitting these freaking poses for bodybuilding because I just learned them weeks prior to stepping on wow, stage. There's eleven. Man, so. There's eleven mandatory poses that you have to learn before stepping on stage for a bodybuilding show. And I literally just learned these like four weeks prior or five weeks prior. And that's when I started actually practicing them. And they needed a lot of tweaking. They weren't yeah. the greatest on stage. And that's probably why I, I you know, I got the placing that I got because a lot of, I, I needed a lot of tweaking on my, on my posing. Um, but yeah, uh, I was more so uh, nervous about hitting them on stage and holding them. That's another huge thing is yeah. holding these positions for a long time and not, and, and holding them in a way where you look comfortable on stage, not in a not in a way where you look tired. You have to you have to hit these poses, and you have to look like you know what the hell you're doing without looking yeah. tired on stage. And that was something that I was like, oh crap, man, can I do this? Can I do this? And I was able to do it, and it was a long time on stage for the first time, but at the same time, it felt short because it was so fun. I had a blast. Yeah. It was so freaking fun, man. And, um, seeing all these other competitors up there um, doing what I was doing, you know, knowing what they went through, you know, they went, a lot of them went through the same thing as me. Mm-hmm. It was cool, man. It was humbling. And, uh, I had a blast. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, there's no surprise. I was there, you know, out there in the crowd, man. And, you know, seeing you up there, you look good. Like I'm not a judge, you know, I'm, I've never been to a bodybuilding show. That was the first time I ever gone to a bodybuilding show. And I mean, your physique compared to the other gentlemen up there, I definitely like you were well-rounded, you know I mean? There's definitely other competitors, you know, that they were bigger in certain areas of their body, but like that was their main feature. Whereas when I seen you on there, like your, your abs were there, your biceps were there, your chest was there, you know, your, your hamstrings, your glutes, everything was there. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm proud of you, bro. I'm proud of you Thank for you. doing that because seeing you from, I do remember you freshman year. I do remember the photos of when you were <laughs> in high school, man. You know, so seeing you, like, being able to witness what you took in your body and and grow and build on it and your willingness to learn, like, I think that's where we fall short and a lot of people, you know, like, you're resourceful. You're, you're willing to ask questions. You're willing to look yourself in the, you know, and be like, you know, hey, I need help. And it's not like... 
a, a pride thing or an ego thing. Like you could have definitely done everything by yourself if you really wanted to. You've you've been in this game for a long time, you know, where you've helped me, you know, you've helped me, you helped Lupita, you've, you've taught us a few things and, and more than just us. So, I mean, you really could have just won it on your own, but you willing to get a coach, like, that speaks volumes. And I don't think a lot of people understand that sometimes that's that's needed, not because you're, you know, not because you're less than, but because it's just going to better you in the future. And, you know what I mean? And so I'm proud of you, man. Like, Thank you. It's, it was cool. It was cool seeing you up there. It was fun. I mean, I, I disagree with the judges, you know what I mean? <laughs> In, in some of the, the places, um, but, you know, you know, we're here, baby. You know, you yeah. did what you got to do, and, you know, everything at this end of the day, it's XP. You know yep. what I mean? experience, man. And what I tell myself is, you know, first of all, going back to, uh, you know, being on stage with these other competitors, stacked competitors, by the way. It was yeah. a stacked were, class, man. They were good. They brought it. Yeah. They definitely brought it, man. But going back to that, I was definitely one of the leanest on that stage if not the most shredded yeah on that I would stage agree. and that, that's what i think that's what you're trying to get at by you had everything there because everything was visible yes it my, was my back was fully shredded you know my abs were shredded mm -hmm. glutes were shredded hamstrings were shredded right um the only thing that sucks again is just i i didn't practice how to present my physique enough as, as much as i should have yeah i think if i really learned how to present my physique the way these guys obviously they knew how they knew a lot more about uh how to pose and present their own physiques if i maybe took some more time to learn about that i would have got a better placing yeah um but you know and 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 no disrespect to those guys those guys were amazing they looked great they're amazing um yeah. it was an honor sharing the stage uh with with these gentlemen and uh it was fun like i said and uh and then going back to you know recruiting cliff um my coach uh even with all this knowledge that I had about diet, nutrition, cutting, like I knew what I had to do already. The problem is, um, had I done this on my own, I have this tendency of being too hard on myself. Mm -hmm. And if I was, I needed that outside perspective, not only just that outside perspective, but that outside perspective with tons of experience. I mean, Cliff's yeah. accolades speak for themselves. Like, dude has a bunch of pro cards under his name, championships under his name. He has it all. I needed that experience, right? Mm -hmm. Doing my first bodybuilding show. Who am I to just be step in here and be like, I could do this all on my own. Watch me. Yeah. Or learn from all these other people's mistakes through his experience and get his outside perspective and let have him tell me, hey, we're doing good. We're on track. Let's keep the calories like this. Let's keep the calories like this. All right, you're, you're looking, um, we're, we're right on track. Or you know what? Hey, I think we need to drop the calories here and there. Um, this is what we need to do with your cardio, this and that. Because had it been me, man, I would have started doing cardio, I don't know, 10 weeks out. And with Cliff, I never did cardio. It's crazy. Yeah. I never did cardio. Not a single that's day. That's insane to say, yeah. Yeah. And, and you would have known. I like, wouldn't have known. How, how would you have known? I would have started. No, I, I wouldn't have. And I would have started doing, if, I would, if it was me, because like I said, this wasn't the first time I've cut. I've cut on my own. Yeah. But I never got to this physique that I got to on my own. Mainly yeah. because... I, I I don't know why, but I always, when I used to cut on my own, I do a lot of cardio. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. I mean, textbook. Yeah, cardio, cardio, burn calories, burn fat, right? Um, and it wasn't any kind of intense cardio neither. Well, I would never run. It'd just be walking, you know? And, uh, yeah. Um, if it was me, on myself, I would have done cardio a long time ago. I would have done a lot of cardio, 
towards the end of the towards uh, approaching the show i probably would have been doing an hour of cardio every single day at that point but yeah. you know with cliff he knew what the hell he was doing yeah he saw my physique he knew exactly how to adjust the macros how to adjust the cardio when he needed to so yeah man that's the kind of experience and secondhand perspective that i needed dude that's awesome you know and that again like you know i commend you for doing that because yeah i know you know it, it costs money to get Absolutely. a bodybuilding coach expensive man by the way bodybuilding is expensive expensive yeah. as a motherfucker <laughs> god damn i yeah I've, i wasn't in the show and it was expensive for us <laughs> no i'm just kidding but expensive man yeah so you know your, your willingness to do that man it really set you know set you forth on the right path you know so based on this experience and based on you know what you've gotten you here when when is your next show going to be are you going to do a next show absolutely uh like i said i loved competing i loved bodybuilding i love men's physique men's physique was my second show which is the board shorts competition okay um and i i i, I love that show as well that was actually an mpc show so the first show i did was a natural show mm -hmm. um i got tested and everything for drugs you know i obviously i passed because i was able to compete um and then that second show was a non-tested show so this one they don't test people okay um and you can clearly tell that some people are on the juice out there which again it's part of the sport at this point like it's yeah. nothing to look down upon like it's at this point those supplemental drugs is just part of the sport but anyways i digress about that um this second show was against you know it was an npc show just like that untested and i actually stacked up against fourth place against 11 people which is something i was very proud of but at the That's same time placing. i mean yeah absolutely i was very proud of that placing i know uh cliff was like don't worry man one day we'll get recognized but little did he know i was actually really happy with that yeah. placing man <laughs> um shout out to cliff man he's awesome but um that's yeah i mean so in this first competition you competed it was on natural the second competition it was against guys that may or may not be on juice mm -hmm. and it was 11 of them in you, my class yes in your class and you clearly you just took you know you that was a, a week before you had that you had the natural bodybuilding the weekend before you had the board yeah 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 show. yeah yeah so it was they're literally seven days apart these so, shows these two shows so you literally obviously i mean you got tested i mean obviously you weren't you know juicing or on any type of thing and out of 11 guys, you took fourth place. That's pretty awesome. Like, that's that's very commendable. So, I understand. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I would be yeah. happy with that. And I'm happy for you because that, I mean, this is your first show on both, you know, both yeah. boards. All natural and the NPC show. Yeah. So Now, I will say, though, I did feel a lot more natural at the men's physique show because I practiced these poses. When I first started my, my, my prep back mm -hmm. in uh when i first decided i want to do prep in december or, or a bodybuilding show in december my first initial show was a men's physique show i never had bodybuilding in mind ever yeah. had bodybuilding in mind it wasn't until about maybe 10 weeks into prep when i'm like screw it i'm gonna do a bodybuilding show yeah um and that's when i had to learn all these bodybuilding pos poses right yeah um even though i freaking slacked and didn't start learning and practicing until like five weeks out but anyways up until I decided to uh, do bodybuilding in December, that's when I started practicing for men's physique. And that's why I felt a lot more natural on the men's physique stage, oh, knowing how to uh, hit these poses and present my physique the way it needs to be presented on a men's physique stage, um, hitting these fluid transitions, all that stuff. It just felt a lot more natural. Uh, I felt great. I felt yeah. awesome. And I had a freaking blast. And I told myself, I'm like, now that I've experienced both bodybuilding and men's physique, I get to, I get to focus on what I want to pursue. And I want to pursue both. Like, yeah. I want to keep doing both. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but anyways, to go back to your question, uh, I'm going to give myself two to three years of building solid muscle before doing this again. Yeah. Because um, as a natural, um, 
building muscle is a very patient process. Overall, just building muscle is a very patient process, whether you're natural or not. Um, it's just that when you are on on supplements, um, you tend to put on muscle faster like over the period of like, one year. Like protein? Like or? PEDs. Okay. Like PPDs, yeah, so PEDs. Um, you tend to put on uh, muscle a lot faster uh, versus a natural bodybuilder, which, by the way, like I said, man, I've been doing this for about 10 years. And like I said, the past three and a half years have been um, more structured. But anyways, uh, yeah, as a natural bodybuilder, giving myself two to three years will be just the right amount of time to put on, I'm hoping, at least four to five pounds of solid lean muscle tissue. Wow. Two to three years, four to five pounds? Four to five pounds. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. That's obviously going to take uh, consistent training, hitting each muscle group twice a week, training hard, yeah. not half-assing my sets, uh, really focusing on my nutrition, my calories, uh, eating in a slight surplus or maintenance the whole time, just mm -hmm. you know, constantly building muscle this entire time. Um, with flexibility, of course. Like yeah. uh, At the end of the day, I'm a human being. You know, Bodybuilding isn't everything to me. Like I have all these other things as well. Yeah. I mean, I have my friends. I have my family. I'm Like I said, I'm a human. I like to eat food. I love food. Yeah. I love food, man. I love to indulge sure in any kind of cuisine. Yeah, I'm you a sure bottomless do. pit, man. I can eat for days. You know, it's funny. When you said, when people would ask you if you eat, you know, teasing you back in the day. Like, yeah, you, you eat, man. You eat. I eat a lot. Yeah. I eat a lot. So... Even, you, for, like, even back then, like, you're eating a lot. You back I can then, you're eat, a lot. man. I can eat a lot. So, like, I'm proud of myself for being able to go through prep, man. Like, think about it. Like, for someone that eats so freaking much, having to restrict that shit yeah. is not easy. It's not. It's, but, uh, it's not. Yeah, but like I said, man, I, I set my mind to it. I had a goal, and it was something I want. I wanted it bad, man. I yeah. wanted it bad. And when you want something that bad, it's it's easy. Yeah. It, well, it's not easy not easy it, yeah. it's not easy but yeah you it, it makes it worth it yeah absolutely it's like absolutely. it's like eric thomas says if you want it as bad as you want to breathe, breathe you then you'll be successful yeah you'll be it? successful man so. and that, that's how bad i wanted in a man and uh yeah i got the experience this time around two to three years from now i see myself doing it again and uh this next time around uh i want obviously more experience but i also kind of I want to make a splash. Yeah, I want to make a splash. So, well, I'm gonna be with you every step of the way, as you already Appreciate know. Appreciate you, bro. You Thank know you, what man. I mean. So it's gonna be cool. Uh, one thing you you talk about, I want to touch on is you you talked about calorie deficit and calorie surplus. Can yes. you explain that? Calorie deficit, calorie surplus. Yeah, man. So there's a uh, a calorie deficit. At the end of the day, calorie deficit, you lose weight, you burn fat, right? And a calorie surplus, you gain weight. You you put on you put on excess fat. So, and then there's a third one, maintenance calories. That's maintenance what calories. you eat. Uh, that's the amount of calories that your body needs to maintain its weight, right? So, anytime you're in a calorie deficit, you're cutting. So, you know, you're shredding, whatever, you know, when people call it cutting, shredding, uh, trying to lose weight. At the end of the day, in order to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. That's it. Um, if you want to maintain your weight, you need to eat at maintenance calories. Also, if you want to recomposition your body, which means when you lose fat and build muscle simultaneously at the same time, that's called body recomposition. It's a thing of beauty when you do it perfectly because um, you actually transform your body, but the weight on the scale doesn't fluctuate the way um, losing weight would. Like okay. if your goal is like, oh, I weigh 200 pounds. I'm trying to get down to, I don't know, 180 but if you body recomp correctly, if you execute that correctly, you might end up going down to 195, only losing five pounds, but your body's going to look completely different, way different than, and even better than it would have at 180. That's because you simultaneously built muscle and you, and you burn fat at the same time. 
Okay. And so it kind of offsets the number on the scale. It's a thing of beauty, man. A lot of people have done it successfully and it just looks awesome when um, they compare two pictures and they literally weigh the same in those two pictures, but their body is obviously very, very different. And that's yeah. maintenance calories. Um, but like I said, that's maintenance uh, calorie deficit. You can also do this in a calorie deficit, but you have to be in a very small calorie deficit, anywhere between a hundred calorie deficit, 200 calorie deficit. Um, obviously the bigger the calorie deficit, 500, 1000, the faster you'll lose weight. But after 500, uh, after a 500 calorie deficit, you really start to sacrifice a lot of muscle tissue in the process as well. Um, so I always recommend a slower, a slower calorie deficit to, to lose, uh, the weight. Um, and build muscle in the process, if not retain muscle in the process. And then a calorie surplus is to build more muscle on top of, uh, to build muscle at a faster rate than you would at maintenance calories. But because you're in a surplus, those surplus calories, not all of them are going to be stored as muscle. Um, the body just doesn't work that way. Uh, some of it will be stored as fat, and it will be stored as fat as you're in a surplus. The longer you're in a surplus, the more excess body fat that you will gain, and your body will store as, as fat, adipose nice. tissue. That's cool. Thank you for the breakdown. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's... It's cool to hear you, man. I mean, obviously, you know, we fucking, we go way back and we obviously, we talk more than what we do on this podcast, yeah. but you know, someone as your friend, bro, someone as that's, you know, sitting on the outside looking in, like you definitely have helped me understand losing weight, gaining weight. And like, I'm confident in myself to, to take what I've learned through you and apply that to myself. Do it on your own. Yeah. And, and do it on my own. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's what I want to show not just you but a lot of people yeah yeah i want to bring that kind of value to a lot of people um but yeah that's awesome man congratulations yeah absolutely man i think you know i mean give yourself a pat on your back man because yeah i mean honestly bro like i really I've, I've really learned a lot just through your own journey and i appreciate that and i really like you know i've said it before you know you know the dedicated joe mind followers out there that listen to the friends episode like yeah i, I preach on you know surround yourself with people that are going to help you and build you and that's one of the ways that you've helped build me i mean i can't really say it right now if you're looking at me you know if i jump on the scale you know but i know the time where i you know i i set my mind to it like i'm going to be able to do what i need to do and and a lot of that's going to be pulling information from you and asking you questions and and it's just cool it's just cool that i have you as a resource like that i have you as a friend that i can lean on and be like yo man i'm i'm struggling with this or you know hey i'm doing this like what what can i do to better mm -hmm. it or you know what i mean it's just like you and cliff right you have cliff to ask i have you to ask and it's just it's just awesome so i appreciate you for that bro absolutely bro yeah you're welcome man and uh yeah shout out to the people that i've learned from as well like i i didn't i didn't go to school you would think that i went to school for this honestly yeah. i went to school for business man yeah i graduated you, with a degree in accounting you're and tell me you're not a nutritionist yeah no man i'm not a dietitian <laughs> nothing like that i went to school for business got a dual major in accounting it's supply chain management uh and then outside of that man i learned on my own through other youtubers uh through other information that's out there articles yeah. and stuff and uh shout out to them man because yeah. of them uh i know what i know so definitely so all those uh fitness influencers out there there's a lot of great inf fitness influencers out there that are doing the right thing obviously i'm a product of that shit yeah you know so uh shout out to them man well, yeah absolutely shout out to everyone that's been out there and honestly you know shout out to youtube man youtube have you seen my videos and everyone out there that, that watches me and follows me on Instagram? You all see me working on my car, man. If it wasn't for YouTube, I would be spending a lot of more money than I do now on my vehicles and just other things. YouTube's like the best thing ever, dude. Yeah, dude. Everything is YouTubeable nowadays. Hell yeah, YouTube is so sick, man. It, it definitely, you know, it's crazy. Like, it's 
what it was back in the day to what it is now, it's so different. You know, I remember watching YouTube with no ads, with no extra stuff on the yeah. sides. And now... These motherfuckers getting real comfortable <laughs> with double ads, bro. Oh, yeah, they are. This double ads left and right, bro. And that skip button is starting to fade oh, away. Oh, my God, bro. Yeah, it's just like you have to watch the whole ad now. It's like... Yeah, for real. Damn. I do tell you what, though. They're, they're coming out with some good some good jingles out there. I know that the Google... The Google Fi. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, they're, they're kind of... It gets played out, but yeah. I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah, you know, but some of the ads are starting to step it up a little bit but yeah you're right they're getting real comfortable with with these double the, ads man it's like god damn back, dude you know? and it sucks because i i binge youtube so freaking much it's crazy man and i binge it when i'm showering yeah right if, you know if i'm not binging your your, your podcast i'm binging youtube oh yeah and you, like you said uh when i'm in the shower showering and a and an ad comes on and uh, sometimes you get hit with those ads that are like four minutes long it's just a, a freaking I don't know. I don't that, know. That's when you got to step out of the shower. That's when you're like, dude, what the hell am I listening to right now? I'm, uh, you know? And it just sucks. I don't step out. Of, that's the thing. I don't step out of the shower no, because my hands yeah. are all wet and like you have to press the freaking yeah, screen the hella because yeah. it doesn't get your fingers when it's wet. And yeah, it's like, true. I just sit there and listen to this freaking ad as I'm showering. and Miserable. Uh, ones, fucking... Yeah. And then you get hit with the second ad and it's just like, God damn, man. Damn. It's just, it's crazy. That's fine. But yeah. hey, man, that's how these people get paid. You know? Yeah. Yeah, these people don't do this for free. Well, no. they do. They work At themselves point, up. Yeah. yeah, they work themselves up to the point where they don't do it for free. So I mean, that, I mean, these ads are paying them. So yeah. Well, speaking of ads, speaking of content, speaking of YouTube, you are a YouTube content creator as well. Yeah. So how long? How long have you been doing that? Shoot, man, I started creating content back in 2019. I want to say. 2019 was when I uploaded my first YouTube video. I've had a YouTube account for like 11 years, man. You know, I've always yeah. subscribed to different channels and watched different things, but I didn't upload my first actual uh, content onto YouTube uh, till 2019. It was like the summer of 2019. I put a whole transformation up on there. That was my first ever video. It was on my iPhone. It was all vertical and stuff. You know how like videos yeah. on YouTube are like horizontal? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like widescreen and stuff. This one's all horizontal and shit, you know, it's like my first video whatever you know yeah. uh and then i got somewhere. yeah you start somewhere right and then i got a camera um i got a microphone all that stuff then i started uploading these videos i started sounding very like hey uh what's up guys um, <laughs> you know as compared to now i'm like hey what's going on everybody you know welcome to my youtube channel even though i only have like 500 subscribers or whatever yeah, you know which is good i mean good master i'm sending out like 23 right now but you know <laughs> hey hey I, bro slowly but surely right slowly but surely yeah. man that number is increasing that's all that matters man slowly but surely but so speaking of that if you're watching this on youtube this is a perfect time to hit that subscribe button turn on those notifications drop a comment subscribe button. you know do do us a solid and help us get where we need to go turn on post notifications so that you're notified every time you post a new video you know yeah. the vibes so one day you can listen to joe's mind and uh get hit with the double back to a uh, back-to-back get, ads. get hit with double ads yep <laughs> But that's cool, man. I, you know, you know, I, again, you know, I, of course, I'm subscribed to your channel. What what else you got going on? You got your YouTube? Yeah. So, like I said, I, um, YouTube, I started 2019. Then I took a huge hiatus. Man, YouTube is hard, yeah, bro. And I yeah. commend every YouTuber because people don't under understand the amount of work that it takes to create a YouTube video till they actually create it. It's, and it's you'll see, you'll see a lot of aspired YouTubers that want to make videos and you'll see them drop one video, maybe two, and then go months without dropping another one because they realize how hard this shit yeah. is, man. And that's exactly what happened with me. I dropped like 
three videos and i'm like i got lazy uh and it got to the point where i was like eight months later i'm like hey you must have been wondering where i was at well to my you know 30 subscribers that i had at the time um you know wondering where's that it's, youtube is hard man it, youtube it is, is. is hard it takes a lot of time you have to film yourself you have to have the energy to film yourself you have to have the time to film yourself you have to have the time and energy to edit your own videos yep. um obviously you want to not make them boring for the audience so you have to do you know your little edits here and there add some things add some sounds add some pictures this and that zooms all that stuff and uh make it attractive you have to create the thumbnail the for the dude. freaking youtube yeah you have to create the thumbnail so it's not so that the thumbnail isn't some random cut piece from the video where you're just looking like a freaking weirdo uh, you know you're just like, like a deer and headlights. that's your thumbnail you uh. know yeah yeah exactly uh so you have to create a cool looking attractive thumbnail uh you have to do the description which i like to be a little bit more personable in my description i know a lot of youtubers nowadays um, especially now that they're big they just copy and paste all the descriptions yeah but some of them are still really personable like they actually have a personal message on their description i appreciate that yeah um, and i try to do that with mine as well so there's just a whole lot of shit that goes into youtube man yeah there is uh but now i've been trying to stay as consistent as possible with it i started a series called leveled up shredding yeah i started that last year 2020 after i came off that hiatus from 2019 right yeah. i went like eight months without creating a video and then i'm like hey i'm gonna do a shredding series and i went from 230 fluffy as hell all the way down to 185 through my first shredding series i think i had like 12 episodes or 10 episodes or something yeah something something right 10 episodes is better than two yeah, right that's true yeah, yeah it's like hey this is my starting point that's one episode second episode my end point you know it was like 10 solid vi uh, videos yeah um anyways yeah i did that and i continued producing more videos after my shredding series you know recipe videos uh inspired recipe videos from other youtubers um i also did your uh, go to for recipes oh man it all started with mr greg Doucette. shout out coach greg man freaking awesome dude he's like I've learned so much from this man. We need to protect this man at all costs. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> yeah. This man is going to be on the Mount Rushmore of fitness influencers, at least for me. Yeah. Because this dude is the GOAT. I tell you, man. So That's awesome. Yeah, this dude is the GOAT, man. But uh, him, uh, there's uh, Remington James, produces a lot of great freaking recipe videos. And an underdog, or not an underdog, this guy's huge too, but uh, Will Tennyson. Well, this guy's like practically a, like a gourmet chef. He want one of his dreams and inspirations is to become a chef. But a lot of his recipes are super underrated. Great recipes. I love his recipes, and he gives some really good tips. So these three, awesome. these three guys is where I like to get a lot of my recipes. And not all these recipes. I imagine they're like they're made to. Be they're fit. anabolic is what they call it yeah. which means uh you that's just, not a steroid is it no 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 no. <laughs> Basically, when you take an anabolic recipe, you jack up the freaking protein, like mindlessly jack up the protein and you lower the calories by taking out the fats um and so you what you have is a low calorie high protein uh, recipe or, or meal when yeah. you take out the fats you greatly reduce the calories of the meal which means you're, you're able to have a large quantity of it for less calories and you still get the protein in there awesome. um so that's basically what all these meals are they're anabolic and they taste amazing man some of them are a little questionable <laughs> but but i mean at the end of the day you know it's like you're dieting you know yeah. and not to say that dieting has to suck because it doesn't that's what i've learned it doesn't have to suck like yeah. i said i enjoyed the hell out of my diet when i was on prep the only thing that sucked is I was restricted to a certain amount of how much I had to eat. But other than that, That's I love my diet. Yeah, other than that, I love my diet. Like, I love coming home to eating my foods. It just sucked that I could only have this amount, X amount, versus I can have as much as I want. You yeah. know, like, one of, one of my main recipes that I make on the air fryer, it, it makes, like, these cool-looking, like, burrito wraps. They're oh, huge, yeah. man. Um, I would only eat one during prep. Now that I'm not in prep, 
guess what? I make two of those motherfuckers because I can. You're hitting them back to back. Yeah, man. And, and it's still low calorie. That's the thing, you know? Uh, so, anyways, that's awesome. Uh, where was I? I think I lost my train of thought. Uh, anyways, um, damn. Oh, yeah. YouTube, right? Yeah. Unless you had anything else to add on to that. No, you're, yeah, no, we're good. Okay, yeah. So, so, so we got YouTube. Um, did the shredding series, continue to make videos after that. And then I posted my video where I'm like, hey, I'm competing. So this goes back to putting pressure on myself, right? I made a whole ass video called I'm competing. <laughs> like, uh, if that's not pressure, you know, I don't know what is. Yeah. And even though I only got like 150 views, like th- those 150 views that I get or 200 views or whatever, like those are some, some a lot of them are loyal viewers you know and people that i don't want to let down i don't give a fuck like who who it is i don't want to let these people down you know a lot of them you never know who watches and enjoys your content until they actually speak up um and i'm actually surprised sometimes some some people surprise me as to how much they watch my content or like hey man i watch your stuff dude super inspirational and that yes it's not not all me surprisingly yeah yeah no not (laughs) all you man like i'd be getting comments from a, a homie from from the uk man shout out to him man he'd be commenting on a lot of my videos man he's like hey shout out for you know this is your number one uk supporter and i'm like holy shit that inspires the hell out of me man like it motivates the hell out of me that you know these people out there dude the fucking uk what the hell yeah that's crazy man like people like that are watching my content like i don't want to let any of them down it's him or anybody else that watches yeah. my stuff you know so uh like i said i posted this video and i'm like i'm competing Which, by the way the uk uh my homie from the uk he was like, oh, man, I can't wait for this series. It's going to be an awesome series. You're going to look amazing. So, like I said, pressure. Yeah. You know, you know pressure. Thinking, you know, the, going back to those nine weeks out when I was like, man, I don't want to let these people down. Like, this is what I mean. Like, I applied a lot of pressure to myself when I said, I'm competing, yeah. you know, and I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to quit. And I never did, thankfully. You know, I never threw in the towel. I was I was never going to throw in the towel. Trust me. Yeah. Anyways. But anyways, I digress. Um so yeah, I, I continued to make uh, more videos, and then I finally started my second leveled up shredding, uh, which was this last prep. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the reason why I made up this series called Leveled Up Shredding, because it's the, the way I look at it is every time I go into these cutting phases or these shredding phases, I want to take something away from that, whether it's a, a, a more badass looking physique, a sharper mind, more knowledge, more something. As long as I leveled up, not even necessarily my physique. Like, my physique can... Next year, my physique... I, I don't think I'll plan on cutting next year, by the way. Because, like I said, I want to take this time to really grow and put on some sick muscle. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, let's say I did shred next year for my own personal goals, whatever. Um, even if it looks shittier next year compared to, you know, this year. Uh, as long as I got something out of that cutting phase, I leveled up. Yeah. You know, I leveled, leveled up shredding. Like, I gained some sort of knowledge. I gained some sort of experience out of that. Whatever, whatever it is, as long as I gain something out of that, I've leveled up, and that's all that matters. That's why I call it level up shredding. Yeah. And there's always sense. something you learn when you go through a shredding phase, man. Like that takes a lot of discipline to, you know, go through a certain amount of weeks of restricting how much food you eat for a certain goal of how you want to look or for you know losing weight and all that stuff. It, it really takes a lot. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, leveled up shredding, man. Uh, the second series, it's up on YouTube now. I have about. 14 15 i think 16 or 17 episodes which once again again i leveled up again the last year i had 10 episodes or whatever of leveled up shredding this year i almost doubled that you know again i leveled up once again you know my own content creation on youtube um so i just kept going and the videos got better uh i got better at editing and doing all that stuff and carrying on the camera being comfortable around in front of the camera all that stuff um i was going through prep a very tough uh and challenging time uh, but I was still printing out all this content. Now that's just YouTube, man. Yeah. I also got a TikTok, and out here TikToking in the right. Yeah, man. And I do tick. I don't know what the hell it is with TikTok, but 
I'd be having 500 subscribers on YouTube. You flip over to my TikTok, and I got like 90,000 followers right now or something. Nice, like dude, probably, I think awesome. when I, I think when I open it right now, it's gonna be about 90,000. Shit is crazy with the algorithm on TikTok, and what's crazy is that a lot of those followers don't reflect on, don't reflect as much on your instagram obviously 500 versus 90,000 is insane i don't know what it is with tiktok man but i got a tiktok i'm constantly creating content on there um so you're just you're just making content I'm, left and right. i got youtube i got tiktok uh instagram i also try to be a lot more content like a uh, creator on there but i also just post a lot of like updates uh, a lot more personal stuff like hey this is what i'm doing in my life hey here's a picture of me with clothes on not shirtless uh you know uh stuff like that which like, is a weird thing if y'all don't know. yeah yeah which is kind of weird i looked at the, my last repost on instagram and i'm like hey wait a minute i have clothes in each one of these photos i need to post a, a shirtless pic it's about that time to post <laughs> another shirtless time, pic man. yeah i think i'll post one tomorrow uh hey, but, would it be you if, it would, <laughs> if there's not a shirt there yeah yeah seriously but uh uh yeah so yeah again i i'm constantly creating content it is a whole last second job man it's yeah. a whole last second. like I, I just explained how difficult youtube was and i'm still trying to pull that through um and then you add tiktok to that um I, i'm trying to drop a video a day for tiktok yeah. and i'm trying to get to the point where i'm dropping two videos a day i'm honestly working towards that yeah. so i'm hoping i get there but uh you know the ultimate goal with all this content creation stuff man it's it's like I said, man, I want to create value for people. Like I've created value for you and what you've learned. You know, people have created value for me. The people that I followed created this awesome value for me, right? Which I was able to kind of, you know, learn, retain, and then permeate it to my friends. And now, now you know, like I can yeah. confidently also, I agree with you. Like if you decided tomorrow, like, hey, I'm going to lose weight. I feel like you would know what you need to do to lose weight yeah. because, you know, you learned that through, through me, which I learned through my guys. Yeah. Um, so that's what I want to continue to do, man. And I've and I've been getting a lot of messages uh, through TikTok, you know, um, inspirational messages, man, that motivate the hell out of me once again. People saying they love my content. People saying they love my advice. People thanking me for the information. Uh, people telling me how much weight they've lost because they followed my tips and advice. Dude, that's and awesome. That's, yeah, man. Dude, it, that's that's gold right there. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the real payout. Absolutely, man. Gold like these microphones. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, and that shit motivates the hell out of me man so freaking much and like i said the the goal with these with this content is to provide quality information that people can understand um people can grasp wrap their head around and that they can apply to their life yeah. and they can finally get it like oh this is all it takes to reach my goals yeah bet you know yeah, yeah. and they're able and they're doing it and it provides value for them man at the end of the day i'm looking for value you know uh successful follow yeah, uh, you know, so I always say become not not to become a successful person, become a person of value. Yeah, because if you're looking to become a successful person and forgetting about the value, uh, it's, it's going to be a long road for you. If you focus on providing the value and not necessarily a successful person, the success will follow before you know it. You'll be like, oh, snap, I've helped like this that. much people. Holy, holy snap, man, you know, this and that. Uh, we want to sponsor you, man. You, you know, you have this huge following because, like I said, you've been able to provide uh, value for people. And that's what I want to do, man, is uh, I want to provide as much value as I can to my audience in a way that they understand. Because um, one of the, I, I like to say, one of the key differences of my content compared to other content is I'm a slow learner. Yeah. 
yeah um, i would i would say i am too yeah I, i'm a slow learner man like i it takes a lot of visual for me to learn it takes a lot of reiteration for me to learn like i'm always like wait so okay so you have to do this and then yeah that's how i got through college that's how i got through high school a lot of reiteration you know that's awesome um, yeah it's mean, awesome that you're you understand yourself and you're yeah like yeah learn. yeah like before i set foot like before i tested in college like for finals and stuff i would study the hell out of everything man so freaking much yeah um just because i said i, I need that reiteration and even if it's self like I, I when i'm studying i reiterate everything to myself as much as possible so that i'm able to retain it uh before actually doing it because when i'm in class man and i'm taking notes it's i don't learn as much as when i actually take the textbook home and i reflect on those notes and then i'm like oh okay this makes more sense now that i'm able to kind of grasp it a lot more on my own anyways yeah. like i said i'm a slow learner i don't just get out of class and i know everything i don't study and i get a freaking b or a minus on the on the, on the test the next day no i study my ass off before i get that a you know yeah. um and it's the same thing with this kind of stuff with the content that i create i like to make it as understandable as possible i like to put myself in the shoes of a slow learner um which is why i've been getting a lot of uh information and or a, a lot of uh props on my information and how i present it um the way people people tell me like i like the way you present your information this makes more sense oh i've been trying to explain the calorie deficit for so long and this is one of the best videos i found how to explain a calorie deficit like that's the way i want to present my information that's the way i want to present myself to people's yeah you know because obviously this information is out there man if you really want to learn how to lose weight like you said youtube is out there mm -hmm. now unfortunately you know, some of it might be clouded with misinformation, but if you find the right person, they will present the, the, the information that you need. Um, so you got to set yourself apart some way, somehow, even if it's just your personality. Yeah. But even more so, if you have quality information and you know how to present it in a way that hasn't been presented before, that's going to bring some distinction into, on, on to, into, the, into the plate, right? Yeah. And uh, it's going to bring a lot more value that way because you're, you're showing something different rather than just being, you need to be in a college to lose weight. You know, you can yeah. display it in a way that they've never seen before. And then they're going to snap, man. It's going to be like a light turned on in their head. Oh, snap. That makes sense. So that's what it means. This entire time I've been trying to learn what it meant. Like I've had people tell me, um, can you explain intermittent fasting? Yeah, sure. I can explain intermittent fasting. Boom, 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 boom. I showed them using a graph and stuff and using my hands and all this crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh. So that's what it means because people be thinking like intermittent fasting has some special kind of health benefit or some special kind of fat loss benefits in the body because your body knows it's fasting and so now it's going to speed up fat loss or whatever. Like at the end of the day, all intermittent fasting does for you is it pushes your calories to later in the day, giving you a smaller window in that day to fall within a calorie deficit, right? To eat within a calorie deficit, making it easier for some, but at the same time, it could also make it harder for some because you starve yourself for the first half of the day. Yeah. And then you get hungry to the point where you actually overeat rather than undereat. Mm -hmm. all right let's say you fast for half the day and you end up ordering a pizza you eat the entire pizza because you starved all day and you just you were just that hungry yeah you end up in a calorie surplus you're not going to lose weight because just because you intermittent fasted uh, that's not the way it works you know so just because you starved yourself in the morning doesn't people necessarily think, give you the pass people think some some people and it's crazy because some people do think that intermittent fast if you intermittent fast you can eat so much freaking food and you'll lose weight because you intermittent fasted. The body knows, right parentheses or quotations, the body knows that you intermittent fasted. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to start burning fat and you can eat whatever you want within that, within that window because you intermittent fasted. But at the end of the day, you can still eat in a calorie surplus within that window of eating and gain weight. You know, that at the end of the sense. day, it's always going to be sense. calorie deficit to lose weight, calorie surplus to, to, to gain, gain weight, weight. Yeah. Calorie ma or maintenance calories to maintain weight. I see. So, yeah. Well, with that, I'd, what what are some of the fitness industry's 
myths that they've duped us into believing that this is the right way or this is the only way or this is what are what are some of the things that you've learned throughout your journey that you can share with us and help us understand well that exactly so like i said intermittent fasting is one of those myths that people think that hey if i intermittent fast you know i i fast for the first five hours of the day i can eat whatever i want and lose weight uh because i intermittent fasted that's the way it works right so that's one of them it's called fad diets right um there's also like Keto is a huge one right now. Yeah. And it's been for a while, I believe. It, yeah. Keto is huge. I feel like I started hearing it when we were in college and it hasn't gone away. So, so I mean, that's another one, you know. Oh, keto this, keto that, keto this. And people think that because they're on keto, they're going to lose weight. Just for the straight fact that they're eating keto, that they're going to lose weight. But you can still eat in a calorie surplus while in keto. And guess what? If you eat strictly keto but eat in a calorie surplus, you eat more calories than your maintenance calories while on keto. Yeah. you're going to gain weight because that's just the way it works yeah if you eat in a calorie deficit while eating keto stupid freaking fly i know this fly is fucking trying to get on this if you eat in a calorie deficit while in keto you're going to successfully lose weight so but a lot of people sometimes uh, some people will inf- will uh, tell you that keto is the only way to yeah. lose weight some people will tell you carb cycling is the only way to lose weight some people will tell you my program is the only way and the most effective way you know, to lose weight. My program is going to be the easiest one. This is practically the only one you should be following because this, this, and that. This is what you can do to lose weight. It sounds attractive. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is the only way it works. This and that. And people fall for that. And so, so you're saying like keto and intermittent fasting, they don't necessarily not work. They don't work if you're eating more than what you should be eating and believing that the diet itself is going to essentially take care of losing the fat the weight loss absolutely absolutely yeah so just because you're doing keto doesn't mean the body doesn't know that you're doing keto and just because it's doing keto it's going to automatically lose lose weight over time no 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 no. the way the body works is a science calories in calories out the amount of calories that you consume and the amount of calories that you burn if you burn if you consume more calories than your body burns you're going to gain weight okay if you consume less calories than your body burns right eat in a calorie deficit you're going to lose weight and that's you can do that through keto you can do that through carb cycling you can do that through intermittent fasting you can do that through the one meal a day diet you can do that through a carnivore diet you can do it to a pescatarian diet it doesn't matter the same concept always applies if you eat too much calories in a carnivore diet if you eat in a calorie surplus you're going to gain hell you know what if you eat three thousand calories of a salad and your maintenance is only 2500 calories that 500 calorie surplus of that salad is going to be stored as fat because it's a surplus. Okay. Um, so just because you eat healthy per se, let's say you eat all organic. Yeah. Hell, uh, nuts, uh, just green like a spinach and you know uh, kale, kale, all that carrots, super super broccoli. healthy peanut butter, guacamole, or, you know your homemade guacamole all by organic uh, uh, avocados, all yeah. that stuff, 100% healthy, right? If you eat 3,000 calories of your super healthy food, but your maintenance calories is only 2,500 calories, you're in a 500 calorie surplus. You are going to gain weight off that 500 calorie surplus if you're consistently hitting a 500 calorie surplus off healthy foods. There's a distinction between uh, just eating healthy and eating in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Eating healthy is good for your overall, obviously, uh, overall longevity and health. But at the end of the day... um, where, where was I going with this? Uh, at the end of the day, being overweight and obese 
leads to some of the leading causes of death, which mm-hmm. is heart disease, right? Yeah. Um, obesity, diabetes, all that stuff is linked to being overweight and stuff, right? So like I said, there's a huge distinction between eating healthy and eating to lose weight, which is more flexible dieting, eating in a calorie deficit, making sure you're getting enough protein and make sure you're losing weight. Um, so yeah, there's a huge distinction between the two. People think that just because you eat healthy, you're going to lose weight. But yeah. th- at the end of the day, if you eat healthy and you eat in a calorie surplus while eating healthy the entire time, you're still going to gain weight because you're in a surplus. That's just the way the body works. It's a is, science. Is there... So I I remember one time I went to the doctors and uh, during that time, I was I was in a very similar weight, uh, weight where I'm at right now. And I asked the doctor, you know, I want to lose weight. I was a little worried of my health at the time. And the doctor was like, hey, you're fine. You're young. You can lose the weight. Restrict your calorie intake to a 1500 calorie diet and you know work out is that something you would recommend i would recommend that you here's what i would recommend you do man you track your calories start tracking your calories right let's start getting a firm number of how much calories you're eating a day okay right take that number right because at the end of the day there's also calorie calculators out there yeah which if you really want to a ballpark range where to begin you can definitely lean towards a calorie calculator it's going to give you a maintenance calories based off the information that you input onto that but it's far inaccurate wildly off but it could give you a, a good enough ballpark range for you to begin at to start off your maintenance calories and you can even subtract 300 calories from that 500 calories from that that's going to be your calorie deficit that's going to be your goal to hit to lose weight right that's using these calorie calculators but like i said again they could be wildly off at the end of the day the best way to do it is to be trial and error yeah. so so that's one way you know using that and uh, giving yourself a good estimate to begin at yeah. you know start off your maintenance calories and start eating a calorie deficit or what you can do because nobody knows your body the way you do and sometimes you don't even know your body until you actually do the trial and error method yeah Learn how much calories you're taking in a day, right? And <clears throat> track that and then slowly start chipping away calories until you know you're losing weight. Once you start losing weight at that certain amount of calories you've been eating, um, now keep in mind you're measuring yourself every morning, yeah. right? Um, the best time to measure yourself is in the morning because that's the most accurate representation of your weight, right? After you pee, after you do number two, all that stuff, yeah. um, you weigh yourself. That's going to be the most accurate representation of your weight. So take the Not amount drinking of- water. I no, think. drink water. Don't drink water, nothing. Pee it all out, you know, do your business and then weigh yourself. Uh, that's going to be the most accurate representation of your weight. Track it daily. Take that average. Um, if it's going under- if, if, it's, if it's dropping with the amount of calories that you're consuming, guess what? You're in a calorie deficit. Keep that up. Yeah. If it's going up, you're in a calorie surplus. You need to drop your calories. If it's staying pretty stagnant the same, you're at maintenance calories. I see. So now okay. you know your maintenance calories. Yeah. Um, And if you want to drop weight, slowly chip away those calories. Now, the bigger the calorie, let's say, your, let's say your maintenance was, you learned this through trial and error. Let's say your maintenance was 2,500 calories. If the doctor recommended you 1,500 calories, that's a 1,000 calorie surplus. That's an unhealthy surplus. Yeah. You start. You really start developing some bad eating habits, some very, very unhealthy um, relationships with food. Yeah. Right? Um, I, 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 like I said, I watch Coach Greg. I know he doesn't like when people say relationship. But there's really no other way to describe it. Yeah. Relationship I mean, with food. Like it. I, dude, I just got through, through with, with prep. And when I was in prep, food was a number to me. Yeah. Like, I looked at food and I was like, that's a number to me. I can't have it. Yeah. That's a bad relationship with food. That, I don't know. I don't know any other way to describe it. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Any, but anyways, man, um, a thousand calorie deficit will develop those bad eating habits, a bad relationship with food. 
And um, I, I would have said, learn your maintenance calories and maybe drop it 500 calories. That's going to put you at 2,000 calories. You're still going to lose weight over time. And the calorie and the diet's not going to suck as much as it would when you were be eating 1,500 calories. Yeah. Right? You have another 500 calories to play with. Yeah. And if you're eating the recipes that I like to indulge in, the, the, the high-protein, low-calorie recipes that are delicious, yeah. you can easily take those 500 calories and make a bomb kind of meal out of that. Yeah. You and definitely can. Not something that's like not, two not, peas and... You not know 500 mean? calories of nuts. That's like a small handful. Like Which you is can crazy. Eat, yeah. You, you can easily eat like a small handful of nuts for 500 calories. That's, and that's a lot of calories for, for something so small. For a small handful of nuts. Yeah. And that's healthy. Yeah. That is considered healthy because they're nuts. Nuts yeah. are healthy. But they're so freaking calorie dense, it's not going to fill you up. Yeah. You're not going to look forward to just eating a handful of nuts for 500 calories. No, that's, you're going to want something fulfilling, something that smacks. That's right? Something that, That's some, like out of 1,500, that's a third of, of your, your calories for the day. Yeah. A small have, handful of nuts. Yeah. That's um, insane. Now, I keep saying a small handful of nuts is 500 calories, but I mean, and that's, it's true, man. Like, once you actually start weighing this stuff, you're going to see like, holy crap, that's really, like, dude. Two spoons of, of peanut butter, which, by the way, one, I think two tablespoons of peanut butter, if I found my, if I remember correctly, is 200 calories. That's one serving of peanut butter. Yeah. 200 calories, one serving. And once I actually pull that one serving, because I've looked at it, that one serving, it's freaking puny, man. Yeah. It's puny. That's 200 calories. That means two servings of peanut butter is 400 calories. Like, that's insane yeah. to me, you know? You know, how much, you know how much food I can make with 400 calories? It's just insane, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. I've man. seen I've seen your TikTok videos and I've I've seen the wraps and yeah no you definitely these wraps they look like burritos you'd get off an LA taco truck yeah, off a Yakima huge. taco truck <laughs> yeah straight you up know, these bomb ass taco trucks we have here in Yakima yeah. you know no I'm not undermining I'm I'm not undermining the taco trucks we have in Yakima yeah they're they're, they're bomb so th- these wraps that I make when they're out of the freaking air fryer they look exactly like the burritos you would get from a taco truck out there but way less calories higher in protein well actually the protein's still pretty high with those guys too but it's also high protein with me you know and uh it fits your diet you're able to lose weight off of it um there's no grease involved anything like that so uh yeah man and and like i said with 400 calories i can make a bomb ass wrap like that yeah which is crazy and you know you can have your if you're craving pop don't drink the pop with calories i always say do not drink your calories don't drink your calories. Mm-hmm. That adds up so freaking quick, man. Uh, I think a drink, a, a little can of, of Coca-Cola, I think is 140 calories. Yeah, I if think you that's drink, about right. Yeah, if you drink two of them in one day, that's 300 calories. That's or you can go to the the diet pop, which people are going to say, oh, but it has artificial sugars and all that stuff. But yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, pop, if you're drinking pop, it's a double-edged sword. Whether you drink the real sugar the pop real sugar or, or the, the artificial sugar pop, it's a double-edged sword. They're yeah. both not good. But one is going to put you in a calorie surplus and you're going to gain weight white the one with sugar yeah the other one has zero calories and it's going to help you be in a calorie deficit and you curve your pop craving yeah right um, you still get a drink of a pop you still get that you still get that Water fizz. Down pop. You, you still get that fizz though <laughs> yeah a lot of people sometimes a lot of people just create just crave the fizz that's true that and, is the combination. And, a people, and a lot of people always say oh diet pop it's not the same suck it up yeah i mean facts it's not the same but yeah I mean, you know when you're when you're you got a goal in mind it's worth the sacrifice yeah i was drinking one diet pop a day during prep yeah and i was drinking like uh zero calorie energy drinks on the weekends because i wouldn't on the weekends i drink less caffeine because i at work i drink like uh coffee like two three cups of coffee at work yeah. and then i drink pre-workout at the gym so it's like a lot of caffeine so i try to also limit it Limited, but during the yeah. weekends 
uh, when I'm not drinking coffee at work and stuff, I do drink like a zero calorie energy drink during prep, you know, yeah, stuff like that. But zero, like I said, going back to, I don't drink my cal, I don't like to drink my calories. Anything that's zero calorie, I will drink it. If it has, it has a ton of calories, I'm not drinking it. Yeah. The only time I drink my calories is when it's alcohol and I'm trying to have a good time with my friends. Yeah. That's yeah. the only time. And even then, I don't. If I'm having a mixed drink, I'm, I'm mixing that shit with Diet Pop. Yeah. If I'm having a beer, nowadays, I don't even have beer anymore. I just have hard seltzers, like the White Claws and the White Trulies Claws. and stuff, you know? You know, shout out to the White Claws. Hell yeah, White man. Hell, hell yeah. You know, that. like I said, I'm a human, man. Like, I like to have fun with my friends. I'm not this freaking robot that just sits there and I don't drink bodybuilding blah 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 yeah. calories in calories out everything's you know like no i like to have fun i like to indulge and bomb delicious food life wouldn't be the same without fun right no man absolutely not food is so fucking delicious it is. it's a way it of really life is. man like when people tell me hey man you're trying to go grab some food i light up yeah. <laughs> like a child huh. i'm like hell yeah i'm trying to go grab some food what's good speaking my language hell yeah you know so yeah um yeah, yeah, going back to that, yeah, the only time I do drink my calories is when I'm, like, drinking, like, uh, a White Claw or a Truly, you know, 100 calories a can, can't yeah. go wrong, um, or I'm, I'm drinking, like, a Hard A or something. Yeah. Um, that, or I'm drinking a protein shake, which I hardly ever drink protein shakes. I always use protein powders to make, like, protein ice cream, protein pancakes, protein yeah. waffles. You know, I always use that in recipes nowadays. That's cool. I didn't know that. You, you, you're, you're not I trying to say refrain, but you're no longer drinking the protein shakes. You're now mixing it in your food. Yeah, I now mix it in my food to have something that I can chew on rather than just like I said. I'm, not, not that it's bad to drink a protein shake. It's not. At the end of the day, like if you are in a hurry and you need some quick access to protein, yeah, sure. Just throw a scoop of protein in your cup. Yeah. Mix it in water. Drink it. And you have 25 grams of protein right there. Boom. Done. But when you have the time, when usually I have the time, I'll make protein pancakes, right? Something that I can chew on. Something I can enjoy. Indulge in protein waffles protein ice cream stuff that's, like that so. that's pretty that's that's very i would say psychic in, in a sense of like you're you're really tapping into your mind at that point you know whether yeah. drinking versus eating I, I think we're all we would prefer to eat something than drink something then drink something absolutely know, unless you're obviously you know jumping on the fat diet of shakeology and just drinking smoothies which you know that's not it's not what our body's made to do is just to drink liquids yeah, yeah yeah absolutely man there's oh, there's also liquid diets out there which yeah. yeah liquid diets would suck so so what i'm hearing essentially with these fat diets is if they're if they're making you eat outside of your maintenance calories and you're in a surplus you're going to gain, you're gonna gain. and obviously i mean if you're eating less and you're in a, a, a calorie uh deficit you're going to lose you're going to lose which may not necessarily mean that that specific diet is the only way to do it so, right 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 and uh yeah i mean and some people do these diets because they like them at yeah. this point they've gotten used to them and they're like hey i just like the diet i like the foods that i'm able to eat and that's okay yeah do i always say i i never like to just uh trash on diets at the end of the day i just like to flexibly eat and if i'm trying to lose weight i'm gonna eat in a calorie deficit if i'm trying to gain weight i'm gonna eat in a calorie surplus if yeah. i'm trying to maintain my weight i'm gonna eat a maintenance calories i'm just gonna eat a diet that consists of low calorie high protein meals yeah. right but i do not trash on anybody's uh a diet whether they're doing keto whether they're doing carb cycle whatever helps you reach that goal and helps you be in a calorie deficit do it that's awesome yeah i mean that do it and, yeah. that, and honestly it's it, i think it's something worth mentioning like there's uh, a book that i've read uh brainwash where uh it's just a, a book about resetting your brain and uh that the author that wrote it david uh Perl mutter mm -hmm. um he 
has, um, you know, a, the keto, the ketogenic genic diet, uh, is something that he recommends to his patients. And one of the stories that he shares on his website is that there was a patient of his that has severe epilepsy. So she will has seizures throughout the day and, and multiple seizures. And after being put on this ketogenic diet, she virtually has zero seizures. Um, and in that article that I was reading, she went from having, I think like three to six seizures a day to basically having zero seizures for three months. And so it's crazy what food and what kind of diets, you know, how they, they interact with our body, you know, and that's, that's something that, you know, I, I respect is that, you know, at the end of the day, you do got to find something that works yeah, for you. That's true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, piggybacking off of, off of that. Um, that's the only time that I would say that, Hey, you have to really pay attention to certain foods that you're eating. Cause obviously yeah. if you have high blood pressure, you're not going to want a whole lot of sodium in your diet and you're probably going to want to monitor that more, more of that sodium. Yeah. Right. Um, me right now, like thankfully, uh, I don't have any kind of these, uh, I don't have health ramific ramifications from any of the foods that I intake as far as I know. Right. Yeah. Um, right. uh, so I'm able to eat the sodium. I'm not worried about the sodium. As long as I drink plenty of water, the sodium will go away. Um, you eventually pee it out or whatever, right? Sodium yeah. just causes water retention, but that's fine if you're drinking plenty of water. Mm -hmm. uh, but someone that has high blood pressure or something probably needs to mitigate that a bit more and has to follow a different diet. So that's the only time that I would say, yeah, you need to pick something that works for you, um, that you're able to stick to because of certain health um, aspects of health issues that you have, you know? So if you absolutely, like there's people that can't have gluten uh, bread or they have to eat only gluten-free uh, products, yeah. then that means they have to go on a kind of a gluten-free uh, diet mm -hmm. right and that's because there's health issues involved um that's the only time i'm like okay then yeah you absolutely need this kind of diet but the same uh the same concept holds if they're doing this diet that helps you know this individual not have any more uh what was she having um uh epilepsy or seizures okay if if, if she's ha if she's eating this diet and she's no longer having uh seizures the same concept holds if she's trying to lose weight she needs to eat in a calorie deficit if she's trying to gain weight calorie surplus oh, now obviously at this point you're just trying to be healthy and not have these seizures right yeah, so but yeah. i'm just kind of putting things into perspective yeah. you know the same concept always holds someone that's gluten-free uh if, if they need to lose weight if they want to or need to lose weight they need to eat in a calorie surplus or a calorie deficit if they want to gain calorie surplus that's cool that's honestly that's that's very insightful yeah you know what i mean because that, that that really does take any diet out there you know if it's intermittent fasting if that's something that works for someone and they like the way it feels in the morning you know if it works with the schedule they, you know, they know that having that calorie calorie surplus and knowing those calorie surplus and maintenance and deficit work for them will basically put them where they need to go depending on their goal. Right. Same with the keto and just any other diets out there. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. I mean, I definitely I would agree that you know calories in, calories out is definitely the way to go. Knowing that that's essentially our body is running on these calories and mm -hmm. it is the reason why we're you know gaining and losing and whatnot right that's cool that's awesome thank you for sharing that absolutely um, what so i you, you i know on your channels and just in general you speak a lot about being natural can you lighten us with the in fitness industry and these people that are on these influencers that claim or maybe not even claim but don't say anything when they're not natural what kind of misconceptions are out there and what are there some of the things that you can help us understand to not be so hard on ourselves? 
so first of all, my stance on PDs is um, PDs are performing enhancement drugs. Performing enhancement drugs, right? Um, which PDs are different from steroids, but they're both kind of this. I mean, they're different from each other, but they're still like steroids. You know, they, they help you get a great looking physique. Both PDs and, and steroids. steroids. Um, they help you attain this awesome, uh, unattainable physique, uh, okay. right? So, anyways, my stance on on that just just kind of kick this off this this whole topic. I don't have a problem with people that take it. Mm-hmm. People, at the end of the day, want to look good, yeah. right? People want to look good. They want to feel good. That's why people get uh, plastic surgery on their face. Uh, people get, um, you know, some women will go out and get uh, Brazilian butt lifts, which is fine. People want to look good. You know, women get breast implants. Steroids and PEDs is the exact same thing, whether you're male or female or, or, any, or, or, or other, right? It's the exact same thing there. People yeah. want to look good, feel good. And some people also want to do it for the sport. But there's literally some people that just do it because they want to look good and at a beach or anything like that. Yeah. So I have no problem with people taking them at all whatsoever. Um, so they're not like, they shouldn't be looked at as bad. No, no, words. not at all. Because if you look at them as bad, um, then why aren't you looking at, you know, uh, like I said, people that do plastic surgery to their nose because they don't like the way their nose looks. Yeah. Um, you should also be looking down on them. Because they did almost the exact, exact same thing. Now, the only thing that's different, obviously, about PEDs, and this is the reason why I wouldn't want to ever take them, but I never say never. Even myself, man. Like, I never say never. Yeah. I might get into a point in my life where I'm like, I'm going into the dark side, is what they call it. Yeah. Right? But I'm going to start taking something. You know? Never say... As of right now, I'm natural, and I plan on staying natural my whole life. Yeah. You know? But, you know, I also said I'd never body... I'd never do a bodybuilding show, and look where that went. Yeah. You know? Uh, but anyways... um. The reason why I would not want to do them is because for me, it's not worth the health ramifications, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's not worth getting, having bigger biceps and a bigger chest is not worth slashing years off my life right? and not being there in the, in the future for my friends, for my family, my future kids, um, stuff like that. So for me, that's not worth it. Yeah. Um, but for other people, they either don't look at it that way or you know they don't care or whatever. You know, it, it doesn't bother me. People at the end of the day just want to look good. Sometimes it's whatever it takes um, or sometimes they just don't look at it that way. But for me, that's what it is. That's the only reason why I don't want to take this kind of things is because for me, it's not worth the health ramifications. Or I don't, maybe I don't have any health ramifications. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I won't know until I take them, um, which I don't, I don't know if I ever will. I don't think I ever will. That's what I'm saying now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's just not worth the health ramifications. But for others, um, maybe for them, they're like, it's okay, whatever. I don't look down upon it. I don't look at it like, oh, he's cheating. He's he's uh, rushing the process. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Why? I don't care. Do yeah. you? Do you at the end of the day? What kind of... Actually, yeah. No, it doesn't bother me. Um, the, the fitness industry is full of naturals and non-naturals. It's full of people that are natural they claim natural and they are natural mm-hmm. it's full of people that are uh not natural they say they're not natural so they're up front and transparent and honest about it. like hey i take this this and this this is why i look like this i'm not trying to mislead you this is why i look the way i look you know so there's people out there that are taking this and they're transparent about it there's people out there that they call fake natties right that's a term that's been you know floating around the fitness industry yeah uh, of people that take peds but never say anything at all like they don't even some of them don't even claim natty they just take it but don't ever bring it up don't ever mention it nothing um and i also don't have a problem the reason why i don't have a problem with these individuals neither because some people do some people will be like oh um 
this individual is not natty uh and and he should come out as natty because this and that uh the reason why i don't have a problem with those people neither is because a lot of these guys that are doing that um their body's making them money their sponsorships making them money if some of them come out and say hey i'm taking this this and this they might lose their income you know part of their they might lose their sponsorship they might lose their clothing sponsorship their supplement sponsorship something because that contract strictly says hey don't come out with this and this Mm. you know or don't you know blah 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 so that's that's when it doesn't but when it bothers me sort of is when people are on it and they claim natural like this is all natural this is all natty um you know you can achieve this by doing this this and this achieve this by doing this this and this do these certain workouts i've been training hard my entire life to look the way i look i'm 100 natural and sometimes clearly you can tell they're not yeah and they're claiming that they are and that's the only time that i'm like eh, maybe we shouldn't have to mislead uh the population into this because what happens is you know you see these people on instagram you know scrolling through instagram and they see a lot of these physiques these unattainable physiques and they start comparing themselves to those unattainable physiques and they think they can do it naturally. They think they can do it with hard work and eating. And, uh, you know, some of these people are claiming natural. And uh, you can clearly tell they're not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, that's what? the only kind of issue I would have with that is just that it misleads people. And it does mislead a lot of people. Like, I used to be a firm believer that if I work hard enough, I can attain some of these amazing looking physiques that I've seen on the internet. And this is back when I used to compare myself to the people. I've stopped comparing myself to the people. At the end of the day, the only pre- the only person I compare myself to is myself. Yeah. Right. And that's the only pre- person I As want to. Yeah. yeah. And the only person that I want to be and be better than is myself. Right. Yeah. I'm the only one I'm afraid of. Um, but yeah, that, that's about it, man. Um, like I said, there's uh, the, the, the people that claim they're natural, but they're not. There's the people that... Uh, claim they're not natural and they're not natural like they come out with it and there's people that are natty and they are natty you know so um that that's what you'll see and you'll see a lot of especially a lot of kids coming up um you know seeing these guys uh yeah another another reason why sometimes not coming out with these kind of things is is good for those individuals that are getting paid through this stuff is you don't want to promote that stuff neither you know, you don't want to be like, I take this, this, and this, to like that. Because then if you promote it too, and I, I'm kind of following into a slippery slope here, but yeah. if if too much people come out with it, it's going to become a norm. That it's like okay to do something. It's like okay that. to do something, but at the end of the day, you don't know the health ramifications that lie behind taking these certain uh, things, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's a very slippery slope when it comes to supplements, PEDs, man. Because as much as... I would love for people to come out and be like, "Hey, I'm taking this," so that they're very transparent with the with with everybody. Myself, oh, I myself, like I don't, I don't care, whatever. Yeah. Like I said, I don't care. Uh, but with other individuals coming up, with kids watching these guys, um, is you know, if too much of it's happening, then these kids are gonna be like, "Oh, everyone's doing it. Yeah. I'll just do it too." It's kind of like drugs. I mean, respectfully, they are drugs, but like, it's like smoking weed in high everyone's school. Everyone's doing it, yeah. right? Everyone's doing it. Hey, everyone's doing it. I'll do it. And that's why sometimes you'll see some ODs, man. Yeah. Some people don't know how to take these kind of things. Yeah. And unfortunately, they, they're they iced, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, it's crazy because, you know, I when you talking about it, it makes me think about, like, people's genetics. Like, how do PADs, the steroids, how does that affect your genetic in the long run? What if you end up having a child? Do you know what I mean? Like, 
and I don't have the answer for that. Yeah. yeah I, like I, I said, I, as a natural, I am a, a virgin to these kind of. I'm a virgin to this whole like thing when it comes to drugs because I've never touched one. I'm a complete virgin to it. I don't know what this and this does for this and this and that. Like I've never touched it. Um, so so I don't know what kind of effects it'll have on your fertility or whatever. Yeah. Um, how your kids come out? I, I don't. I, I wish I had the answer, but yeah, I no. I, I mean, it would be it'd be interesting to figure out like what what's what. You know what I mean? But I mean, I even with the drugs that are like street drugs, like cocaine meth you know what i mean like what i mean obviously there's you know there's babies that do come out sooner than it should be um you know and and that's because of these drugs you know what i mean but yeah so it's just i'm curious to see what i guess what peds do to you know people's genetics in in terms of having kids but i feel you yeah 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 and yeah I, i don't know um uh, there's a lot of people that, again there's a lot of uh, people that come out you know what that they're doing this stuff and they have kids yeah kids are the sweetest little things like yeah they're great they're learning good they're, they're just normal children and i've seen that as well so so you know some people that I, no not me personally like oh, okay was, again fi- fitness influencers that have a family ah, you see, know okay. that you know that are out there doing this you mm. know yeah, yeah, um, yeah but yeah man uh yeah the industry it's crazy man fitness industry is uh it's dope though like at the end of the day uh it's dope yeah i mean you know it's it's done wonders for you and you know i i've liked what it's done with you you know what i mean like you're you're challenging yourself to be better i mean you you've clearly chosen a path a path to stay natural you know if that changes in the future i mean that's a bridge you're gonna have to cross when you come to when i get there yeah you know you know i just you know you're you're not kicking puppies you know what i mean you're not you're not losing your teeth. You're not, you know, shooting yourself up with anything that's not helping you be a better version of you. So, yeah. you know, I would agree that, you know, the fitness industry, has, you, sh- you like, you alone have shed a light into this world where I, me personally, I don't know if I would get myself into it just because, you know, I'm not, not that I'm not big on fitness, but what gets me going is, you know, it's more competitive sports, mm-hmm. you know, you like, go. so, I mean, that that's, that's as far as I get into it when it comes to, like, physical health and, and stuff like that but i do have a trick question for you yeah, yeah. i guess our maybe not a trick question but a question nonetheless so let's say there's a there's a woman uh-huh because i know women make you nervous <laughs> okay <laughs> so let's just say a woman okay. takes fat from her stomach uh-huh and she puts it somewhere else uh-huh. on her body uh-huh. is she considered natural or not uh no 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 i know just like uh someone that no yeah no because uh, i get i I don't know that's that is kind of a tricky question because did she work did she do all the proper things to build her butt right did you say butt or you said somewhere else somewhere else oh crap okay i'm I'm over here assuming you know i'm over here assuming but that's not even that (laughs) um but did she do everything to grow that body part first you know, and she tried everything. Let Let's just assume it's her butt, right? Let's yeah. assume it's her butt. Okay. Yeah. I think every honest. Let's Let's be honest, people. Everyone was thinking that was it. everyone's assumption. Everyone was thinking that. Yeah, well, that's everyone's assumption. So let's assume it's her butt. Yeah. Did she do everything to grow that butt on her own, and did she finally find out that it's just not in her genetics to grow a big butt? Because, dude, some women, like I said, everybody stores fat differently, and everybody loses fat differently. Some women naturally store more fat in their glutes. And you'll see a lot of these women with 
tight waists, small waists, yeah. but a huge, like huge glutes. Yeah. That's just the way their body stores fat. That's mm-hmm. just in their genetics. If I was a woman, that would be me. Just saying. Uh, yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> so some women just store, some women stored in their belly first. Some women stored in their I'd hips first. Woman too, some women stored in their <laughs> hips first. Some women stored in their thighs first. Everybody stores and loses fat differently. It's all yeah. distributed differently for everybody based on their genetics. So this individual, this woman that you just brought up, did she do everything to bring up that those glutes and then eventually find out that it's just not in her genetic uh, potential to grow glutes? Mm. Once she found that out, like, hey, you know what? I've done everything I could. I just can't grow a butt. I think it's time for a medical procedure. Um, then, yeah, she wouldn't be considered natural because she could never get there naturally. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She tried to get in there naturally, yeah. and it just didn't work. Um, so we're just saying she wouldn't be considered natural in no, terms of just... No, because it was something that wasn't achieved, that can be achieved naturally for her. Yeah, something that okay. cannot be achieved natural for her. I see. Now, okay. if it's a girl, if it's a... You, you, okay, you reference... I need to keep referencing back to like who the hell you reference, and you did reference a woman. Now, if it's a woman that uh, didn't try all that, uh, who knows if she's natural or not, because maybe she could have achieved it on her own, but she just chose not to, which, yeah. I mean, that's okay. Uh, that's all right. Everyone, it's, their, it's your body. Everybody wants to look good. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody wants, like, it's, I always go back to everybody wants to look good, whether you're taking PEDs, whether you're taking steroids, whether you're doing uh, breast implants or uh, you know, BBLs or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if this individual did that and didn't do everything on the back end to ensure that she could do it naturally, then who knows if she's a natural or not because maybe she could have done that naturally. I don't know. She didn't try. Yeah. That's a good point. I thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I hope that brought a uh, some perspective into your trick question. Yeah, it it did. You know, and and I would I would agree. That makes sense. Sly, you slick little bastard. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, I yeah that that's a good response. And honestly, I I would agree. Yeah, if you know if if it's not in your genetics, that makes sense. That you're doing something outside of your genetics to make it happen. So I mean, you know, I'm just like some women. Obviously, it's not in their genetics to have big breasts right and so they're gonna go through a medical procedure to get those breasts they're not natural breasts yeah right so yeah genetics shout out shout out to all the women out there that are listening and uh tuning in in joe's mind and and uh just everything that we're talking about today so yeah yeah and nothing against these women like i said it's never anything against these women you know body dysmorphia is a huge thing man and it sucks because it's it all falls back to social media Mm -hmm. and the way these women man there's some beautiful women on social media and there's other women that compare themselves to them or want to look like them or consciously say they don't want to look like them they don't care but you know consciously they kind of do you know it's, it's just a very it sucks it's social man. media you know it's like they say it's it a, sucks man it's a snapshot it's a highlight you know and there is there's different uh apps out there that make you look something that you're not like look at these filters man like these filters make my face look like i this is what i look like with no acne no acne scars yeah. no nothing you know what i mean and you know, it's just crazy what we can do with technology nowadays. There's Photoshop, you know, you make a curve more curvier. You can make shadow be there, make it not be there, you know. And there is, you know, there's a lot of just, I guess, uh, illusions in today's world, you know. And, yeah. you know, me personally, I would I would say, like you're saying, the PEDs, the steroids, like, that almost is an illusion. It's like, you know, someone's looking at someone else saying, I want to be like that, but not knowing if this person is actually doing something out of their norm of their genetic build to achieve that 
that is very misleading. You know what I mean? And so it's interesting, you know, it's interesting out there. I mean, and, and even outside of genetics, you know, social media, you know, the Photoshop, the apps, you know, we can do something to make ourselves look something that we're really not. And it's trickery. It's, it's, tri it's tricky out there because it, like you're saying, you know, we can't compare ourselves to other people. Like our best way of handling life is comparing ourselves to ourselves. To ourselves. Absolutely, man. But uh, shout out to all the beautiful uh, women, all the she, her, hers, they, them, theirs, everybody out there, man. All you Absolutely. beautiful people, man. The he, hims. He, he, shout out to all the men his. out there. Uh, shout out to all you, man. All the dad bo bad bods and whatnot. Absolutely, man. You're beautiful in and out. And uh, just don't let social media get to you that way or anything, man. Like, for real. Like, yeah. As long as oh, you're yeah, happy. Beautiful. And as long as you're happy, man. Yeah, you're beautiful. Matters. And don't let, it, don't let it affect your health. Yeah. That's another thing I always Facts. say. Don't let it affect your health neither. Yeah. Uh, physically. Being, being mentally, big, if you're good small. mentally, like your mental health, yeah. I preach the hell out of that. Obviously, I preach the hell out of that as yeah. well, right? Mental, Good mental health is, 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 is amazing. It's awesome. I, I almost, almost put it over physical health. But at the same time, don't neglect your physical health. Yeah. Because that at the end of the day will also cut your life short yeah and there's nothing that happy mind can do about that unfortunately yeah facts facts well with that my brother i want to just say thank you for coming on joel's mind i appreciate you uh for you know just doing everything you're doing i i've said this before i've said it again i'll say it right now i'm surrounded by greatness and my brother you're one of the greats that i am surrounded by so thank you for helping me be a better version of myself you've inspired me indefinitely bro and you know i'm, I'm excited to follow your journey and continue to be with you every step of the way and since we're on the record i just want to let people know out there i am daniel's number one fan and any other fans out there that want to take that title you can fight me for it i'm willing to do that but with that my final question for you daniel what does it mean in Uniquester's mind to be a better version of you? Oh, man. That's such a, honestly, and that's such a broad question, man. It's a good There's question. There's so much aspects There's, of yeah. becoming a better version of yourself, man. But listen, God put you on this planet or whatever you believe in. You were put on this planet um, to be more than you actually think. You're capable of a lot more than you think. So get after it, man. Hit your genetic potential. Work hard for it. Work, strive for something. Always look on how you can become 1% better every single day, right? And becoming a better version of yourself is something that I closely relate to because it's something I kind of push towards my audience as well, man. And so whether, again, whether, like I said, leveled up shredding, always find a way to level up. That's the way I look at becoming a better version of yourself. It's leveling up and maxing out your uh genetic potential whether that's your physique your mind everything man just uh get after it always find something to do always find a way to push yourself out of your comfort zone because that's where you grow that's where you become the best version of yourself and continue to strive towards that man oh yeah i like that well thank you for sharing that with us i i know uh the listeners listening right now have gained a lot of value from this conversation. Uh, I've gained a lot of value from this, even though you're my boy and we talk almost every other day. So, <laughs> you know, just to let you know, that just shows how much value you bring to the table. So I just want to say thank you again, bro. Um, where can we find you at? If we want to follow Daniel, where where do we do to do that? Um, so my name is pretty much the same for all my platforms. I'm keeping it. Uh, and I don't know when I'll change, but it is unique stir. So unique stir with two R's at the end, S T E R R. It's going to be the same for YouTube. It's going to be the same for Instagram. It's going to be the same for TikTok. Follow me on all those platforms. It's going to be the same for Twitter, but I hardly tweet. 
Yeah. Uh, it's going to be the same for all of those platforms. So you can go ahead and follow my journey there. If you enjoy everything, anything I said here today, um, I was going to say make sure to drop a like and hit the subscribe button, but I forgot I'm not actually on my channel. But, but, uh, you know, you can do, but that do that. Too. Do that too. Go to my channel. Show the channel some love. Show my page some love on TikTok. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Drop likes on my videos. Hit the post notification so, you re so you're uh, notified every time I drop a new video. Um, like I said, I'm very active on TikTok. I try to be more active on Instagram as well. So you can follow me on there. Joel, thank you, brother, for providing this platform, not just for me, but for everybody out there that wants to speak their mind and for everybody that also strives for your same mission, man, for your same goal. It's something I commend. It's something I appreciate, something I closely relate to, uh, becoming a better version of yourself. And uh, yeah, man, I think this is something special and I can see it uh, blowing up in the future. So keep doing yeah, what you're doing, you, man. Uh, keep this up. Don't 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 let the foot off the gas and yeah. uh, keep pushing forward, bro. Thank you for having me on this, man. I really do oh, yeah. appreciate it. And thank you guys. You, thank you guys for listening. Super super appreciate y'all, man. For real. Absolutely. Well, you heard it here first from Unix here. Drop a like, drop a comment, smash the subscribe button if you like what you're hearing. I'm gonna tag them down below in the descriptions, um, in the podcast links, and uh, follow my boy. Let's get active.